For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. What you drinking? Rum or whiskey? No, won't you have a double with me? I wish I knew this. I'm sorry, I'm a little late. I got your message, by the way. I'm calling in sick today. So let's go round for old times sake. I'll never forget you. And then they said we never make it my sweet joy. Always remember me. We were mischievous. Oh, shit. And you were always wearing black. I was so serious. You know, my boyfriend's mother nearly had a heart attack. Sorry, I'm a little late. I went to a different place. What is this song called? Never Forget You by Noisettes and classic song, classic band. <laughs> Me and my friend Alan used to drive around in my 99 Honda Civic in Miami yes, and listen God. to that song and dance <laughs> like the Supremes. So. Come on, Noisettes. How have I never, oh, never mind. I haven't heard of a lot of stuff. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. I am Angela Bassett. And I am Simone Biles, and this is The Read. Thank you for tuning in. Um, let's get started. Lots of ground to cover. Mm-hmm. It's already late. Um, first up, Black Excellence. We've got a five-year-old drumming prodigy from Louisiana. His name is Jeremiah Travis, and he's got a full band scholarship to Alcorn State University already. Okay. So he may attend college mm-hmm. on a full ride when he graduates <laughs> in 13 years. Already. So he's a kindergartner, and he also <laughs> plays snare uh, in the band at wow. St. Helena College and Career Academy in Greensburg, Louisiana. And um, apparently he used to be on some blocks and things like that, as a lot of kids do. But I don't know. He probably had rhythm or something. <laughs> some <laughs> just, stood out. And just a passion for doing it. And that led him to now playing in uh, a band with other instruments, instruments, musicians mm-hmm. who are damn near 10 years or older than him. At least. Because it looks like he's up here with, like, full-on high school. Yeah, these kids are grown, so. So. Wow. If you're ever at a halftime show or something, 
during a New Orleans Pelicans basketball game. You mm-hmm. may see this five-year-old young man killing it. And he now has the opportunity to play at Alcorn State's band. They, their band is called Sounds of Dynamite. Oh my goodness, I love being black. And um, it says here that his mother... This is incredible. His mother, Nicole, said to know that he is five and had a full scholarship made me feel so good. Because I thought to myself, imagine having a five-year-old, right? Mm -hmm. That you don't even have to worry about paying for school for this kid because it's already paid for because of his talent. You know what I'm saying? Not because of of just any old thing or what. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's five. So most of them aren't doing much in school (laughs) besides coloring and maybe basic math. You know what I'm saying? All that. Um, but because this man, this young man is gifted, you don't even have to worry about paying right. for school for him. You just had this nigga. Right. Like you just, you probably remember what you had to eat in the hospital and everything. Like you just had it. Yeah, he's still and pretty he fresh. Already be like, oh, that school stuff. And imagine, you know, when he gets a bit older, if he continues to play, which it sounds like he does. He's right. His band director says. Uh, he's five years old, but he's always working on his skills. Any free time he has in the band room or when we go on break, he's drumming on the floor, getting other oh, drummers oh. to come and just asking them, can we play? Can we play? That's what Chesterson Fry, the band director at St. Helens. Oh said my God. Um, he apparently is also playing with his cousin, Kenny Brooks, who's a percussionist at St. Helena. And I love here when it says, um, when he's not playing the drums in school he's usually playing the drums anyway it's okay here it is it's when travis isn't playing with the band Mm -hmm. he's usually still playing the drums (laughs) but this time with his cousin so like this kid at five is like you can't tell me about anything besides these drums and me being the best at it so just imagine when this kid is like 15 it's gonna be ridiculous because I saw like the the director was like his work his work ethic is through the roof. I'm like a five year old, right? So this means and he's like learning music and everything to read music and everything. Instructors are like, oh, I'm not gonna give him that right now because he's only fucking five, mm-hmm. and so that might be too much for him. And young this young man is like, um, I'm actually gonna hold just, my juicy juice yep. because <laughs> take all of those things. That's actually nothing mm-hmm. for a player like me. It's beautiful. So, congratulations for being awesome and excellent things i was uh given piano lessons as a kid and Mm -hmm. i liked it until i basically had to accept that it requires structure and discipline it does require um, those things and practice it does and i wasn't fond of any of that i loved my piano lessons i took them right up until high school i loved them as well until i did it well, isn't that how most things go? Also, um, Miss Universe. Zazabini Tunzi of South Africa is the new Miss Universe, uh, which makes Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, Miss America, and Miss Universe now all black women. That is wild. Um, she is an activist devoted to fighting gender-based violence and changing the narrative around gender stereotypes, it says here. On... Because of them, we can. So shout out to you. I know there's opinions about pageantry or whatever the fuck, but you have to admit that it's fucking sickening that all of these women are black. Right. As well as her <laughs> sickening face and massive beauty and perfect skin and short natural and all of the other things. Right. She's so her. gorgeous. Like, like she's Even just looking fine. at her, I'm like, how the fuck do you look like? What is like, it like to be that fine? Your teeth, your face, I can't. your hair, it's your skin. It's the most perfect face. Wow, are you fine? Yeah. Truly a beautiful girl, so congratulations. And it was down b- between her and Puerto Rico. 
I don't even know how Steve Harvey is still allowed into the buildings, but yeah, well, I don't know what the fuck he had on. That looked very crazy. He looked but... uncomfortable, <laughs> right? I mean, it did not look like it was fun to wear or you know cute to wear. But anyway, this is not about Steve Harvey and his terrible fashion. <laughs> yes, it's about amazing black people doing amazing black things. Yeah, and, and knocking down the bounds of of bigotry, patriarchy, racism, colorism, classism, homophobia, transphobia. You better come through. Yes, all of them. But now we're moving into the garbage. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed that little warm, uplifting moment because it's over. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Hot Tops. Prep and prejudice begins now. So first up, oh god, um, I woke up today to see uh, this Beyonce L magazine cover that I'm buying a few copies of. Mm-hmm. One that I'll probably, I mean, I might just blow up the cover and hang it somewhere, and then also for the coffee table, which I don't have a coffee table, but I might need to get one now for this Beyonce magazine. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, the beauty knows no bounds, no limits. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just don't make no sense how fine she is. <laughs> it starts this um, article uh, by saying something about her parachuting in, descending from the sky 
into a nondescript corner of LA's Crenshaw neighborhood. Parachute in tow. Beyonce is something of an otherworldly presence. She strides into... So this woman literally... Right. Parachuted her black ass <laughs> down into Crenshaw somewhere. The fact that I thought it was a joke until I saw the picture of her with a parachute behind her, I was like, no, this bitch really... Did you actually... You got... <laughs> what did you just have <laughs> was there a chopper that just let your ass out and I know that she's done like the bungee jumping and leaping off of things or whatever and all yeah, kinds of she shit loves that, that I, shit. a nigga like me can't even fathom so you know great for you sis <laughs> um this seemed to be in an effort to show off uh the new pieces coming to Ivy Park right there's just lots of discussion and I said reading this interview I was like mama has done this for so long it's a water off a duck's back right. she tied it back into that collection so many times so much because there's a whole yes. list halfway into this that's basically just questions from fans from all over social media right. and things like that which I thought was most of the actual excellent. interview part right yeah, it was questions just from the questions fans. from fans which I thought was dope but one of them asked her about like, I guess her fashion sense or how she styles herself on a day off or some a question about like her typical fashion choices. Mm -hmm. And she so simply tied that back into style in Ivy Park <laughs> like it was nothing. I was like, girl, you've been doing this for a yeah. too damn long. <laughs> then she also talked about like donating clothes of hers to charity and saving clothes, you know, pieces for blue, which mm -hmm. will be vintage by men. Right. And roomy. And hell, maybe Sarah, who knows? <laughs> Whatever who knows? you want to wear. Um... She also talked about the clothes being more gender neutral because of all of the queens like me who flocked to go and get pieces. <laughs> she was of like, "It was Park. a surprise." Bitch, like, what? What the fuck? I you don't know why you, you know, girl, have known you knew damn nigga well that we were out there. Girl, uh, you really didn't think the gays was gonna go get Ivy Park? <laughs> we were fighting some of these hoes for pieces. Like <laughs> now, I too will have the leotard, sis. I shall. And I dare you to tell me I can in this top shop and that headband as well, girl. I'm getting all of it. What's the problem? When they was doing them crop tops? Oh, bitch, please. I think I've seen more niggas in Ivy Park crop tops than women. I know I have. <laughs> so. <laughs> no question on this Beyonce, side. girl, you knew. So that's cute. I mean, um, I'm down for whatever this collaboration with Adidas is and the fact that she actually makes shoes and all that stuff. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, there were just some things that I felt... I wanted to read in here that A, were either funny to me or B, I feel like a couple of her peers could take notes. And yes. Peers is hilarious to say. <laughs> right. But I mean like... <laughs> Other people with fame. Um. So the first question, some of this stuff was just shit that I was really interested in. Like when they asked what stresses you out? So I think the most stressful thing for me is balancing work and life. Um, you know dropping our kids off at school and mm -hmm. things like that. And then having time to have dinner with your man, dinner with your family and run a business. But I love how it just ends by her saying, juggling all of those roles can be stressful. But I think that's life for any working mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yes, but most of us are not going to work doing what you're doing, sis. <laughs> but yes, like this is Beyonce being relatable to the rest of the mamas out here. Appreciate hustling it. Hustling nonstop. Yeah. How do you take care of yourself? Do you believe in self-care? I have always <laughs> wanted to know mm -hmm. what Beyonce does. Beyonce. For, I can't handle this. Right. So, like, yeah, this is a lot for me. Um, The name of the brand, Ivy Park, again, Italian. 
comes from where I built my strength and endurance as a young woman, running and training in the park and dealing with Matthew and whatever else. Now, <laughs> what I highlighted, mm-hmm. many of us grew up seeing our parents act as if they were superheroes. Most women have been conditioned to ignore symptoms and just tough it out and focus on taking care of everyone else before themselves. I am no longer one of those people. After having a difficult pregnancy, I took a year to focus on my health. I've researched information on homeopathic medicines. I don't put any prescription in my body. My diet is important, and I use tools like acupuncture, meditation, visualization, and breathing exercises. Now, acupuncture looks terrifying to me. Um, really? But I've heard great things about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks fun, honestly. I would do it. I would probably do it as well, but just... It can't possibly hurt. I don't think that it hurts, but it just... The sight of it is unnerving for me. Yeah, I also don't know what it does. Does it, like, draw the bad vibes out of your body? I think it's, like, a pressure point thing. Acupuncture. Oh, okay. I know that I've heard endlessly the benefits and the makings and logistics of acupuncture. Right. And I don't think I've ever retained it because in my mind, it's needles in your skin and I don't want anything. There to you do go. With it. Right. And it is. <laughs> so you're not wrong. Um. So let's get down to what the fuck I laughed at. <laughs> okay. Hey, is there ever a morning where you just want to put on sweats and go for a walk without security? I do. Yes, there you are do. lots of mornings so, like that. So, are you saying that you do or <laughs> that you actually do it? Like, <laughs> I do apostrophe. What a troll. Um, what? <laughs> she says, um, oh no, where was this other one? Exclamation. Okay. When she did this corny joke. That oh, she that said she said Blue, Blue was, was going to kill her for. her for. It. That was hilarious <laughs> to me. I've been to every one of your solo tours and the ones with Jay-Z. The oh, Formation God. World Tour was my favorite. <laughs> Where's the video? <laughs> this episode, years ago, I asked Prince to record my rehearsal with him for our Grammy performance. He said, you don't need to record that. You own that in your mind. <laughs> then it says, ha, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eights. <laughs> Prince always knew best. So you can always watch the Formation Whoa. World Tour in your mind. You own that. How dare you? (laughs) She hates us. We should have known that (laughs) Prince was responsible for this shade. Like, I should have known this. Did you hear? Oh, Lord. Did you hear, like, how Prince said something about Katy Perry and Ed Sheeran? Like, there was some shade about about Katy Perry and Ed Sheeran songs and not wanting to hear a million of those (laughs) on the radio or something like that. And, like, all of this shade that we are uncovering from Prince after his passing, Mm -hmm. shade never dies. You're just, I mean, wow. (laughs) That (laughs) blew me the fuck the fact over. that this bitch said close your eyes and think about it <laughs> just dream of like Beyonce what about the fans who didn't get to go <laughs> they can't remember girl they did just they just never saw and you I guess never will my favorite was the Snapchat one when she quoted Kiki that Palmer that was coming <laughs> y'all knew good and fucking well she they wasn't gonna give you that snap asked her for her Snapchat and she said I hate to say it I hope I don't sound ridiculous I don't know what my Snapchat is <laughs> Sorry to that Snapchat. Sorry to that Snapchat. I know that made Miss Palmer's <laughs> fucking weak. And also, um, my last fave, what question do you hate to answer? Are you pregnant? 
get off my ovaries. I know that's motherfucking yes, right. Yes, like shut the fuck up. My, another like random favorite of mine was when they asked her what grosses you out and she said people smacking when they eat. Yes. Because same and also I feel like that's what this whole ASMR mukbang watching people chew on YouTube thing is and I despise it. Who wants to hear you eat? Some I, people. I right. But I think I was telling uh Fran, it must be like cilantro where it's just in your DNA yeah. that it tastes like soap to you. And so you just don't like it. Because let me tell you something. That's why Chipotle can kiss my ass forever. <laughs> cilantro is it's, the worst. I don't I, like it. It ruins a plate. Like, like yeah. you could put a piece of cilantro off to the side and I don't want to eat nothing next right. to it. Like Same. I hate it. So I feel like the ASMR thing is similar where you either born liking those sounds or you're born just despised. There are some ASMR sounds that I get liking it. Eating is not one of them. Yeah, I, and, I just cannot listen to people chew. And Ugh. even the people that do mukbang, but they don't like, because I, I guess mukbang exists outside of ASMR, mm-hmm. where there's just people eating Popeyes or um, Joe's Crab Shack or whatever the fuck. Right. Um, I don't get that either. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why people just want to see others eat. But I also have never understood yeah, unboxings. It. And that's like one of the most popular things on YouTube is just watching people open a box. Like a like a Sephora haul or something or just like they got a box of presents and they're just opening the it's box. It's like they order like the limited edition. I don't know. Let's say you ordered like Rihanna's book, that big, fancy, expensive book. Oh, right. It's just like they, people make videos of them getting the box and opening it mm. and showing you everything that comes inside of it. And I guess talking about it but like huge huge brands have been built on just basically showing you what they bought off Amazon anyway so everything ain't for everybody and but these pictures are gorgeous Melina absolutely did that um oh yeah I can't wait for this to come out I love that she mentioned that she bought her brand back and took that um risk on herself just being like you know what Ivy Park is mine and whatever I do is gonna be on me so um yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited. I love that she um, included a question where somebody had asked her about like negativity or something. She was like, well, I'm human like everybody yeah. else. And I have to remind myself that I'm strong. I'm built for this. And thankfully, you know, I've been doing this for so goddamn long that what most of y'all say means nothing to me. I was like, you know what? Beyonce is always coming through with something that I can <laughs> like live and, and get my life. I've from. just always believed her to at the very least have a strong, dedicated and like trustworthy group chat Mm -hmm. just facts like absolutely kelly solange angie they're like Mm -hmm. in a chat somewhere just dragging y'all and that's for them and i I feel like that and the peace of knowing that she's fucking beyonce is probably a a good head start ahead of of motherfuckers like the rest of us who yeah. Ain't trying to hear the fucking bullshit that you're talking about <laughs> about or whoever, you know what I'm saying? She probably got three phones, like one for business, one for people who think they're close to her, and then one for the people who actually are close to her. And just whatever mood she's in, that's the phone she uses. And an iPad for shade. <laughs> the iPad is for blue so that she can monitor all activities. The right. iPad is like the central device and it's got all the iMessage accounts on it and everything. And that's where Blue Ivy monitors Beyonce to make sure she's not stepping out of line. Moving on from from that, and those of y'all who hate when we talk about Beyonce, but listen I mean, to this show get the anyway. fuck over it. Beyonce is Beyonce. Um, so <sighs> Moesha's coming back. Oh no, it's not. Are you serious? 
oh, I could have made an... Oh, my God. There was a wide open Dreamgirls transition here. Moesha. Reba. Okay, so Cheryl Lee Ralph was having uh, her Diva Foundation gala. Of course she was. <laughs> which... That lady is Dina. I stand Shirley Ralph <laughs> like eternally. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, so Br- I was about to say Moesha. Look at <laughs> you. <laughs> Brandy was at the event. Um. Oh God, let me Google. I was about to say the nigga name that the nigga that played Frank, but just out of respect, <laughs> even though Frank uh, Mitchell literally one of the fucking William worst. Allen Young. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Because I put Frank Mitchell in. Well, once you said that, I looked it up. And the first thing that came up was a white criminal. I was going to say, there have to be a million Frank Mitchells. the Mad Axe Man. Oh, God damn. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of our faves are gone, and I just don't know how they're going to handle that. Yeah, right? Um, But at this event, on stage, Brandy said uh, into Shirley Ralph's microphone. (laughs) Okay. That a Moesha reboot. Is on the way. Okay. This is one of those things. I feel like a lot of people are throwing the reboot thing in the air prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them make it to production. Some of them don't. Like they've thrown sister sister reboot around a couple of times. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of that has to do. A lot of the battle probably has to do with funding and convincing white people. <laughs> Um, okay. But here's the next one uh, up for grabs, I guess, girls and boys and non binary. <laughs> yes, people. that's individuals. That's right. Um, or you could just say that. I don't want this. Yeah, I'm not at all enthused about a Moesha reboot. Um, like you've already pointed out, no Hakeem, no Andale. No Andale. <laughs> um, no Bernie Mac. Even though he wasn't like a main character, but still. Oh, no. Uncle Bernie is still Uncle Bernie. Right. He so, was Uncle Bernie on more than one show. <laughs> on his own show. So, yeah. I mean. I'm not against nobody getting their money. I'm never against that. But yeah, I just, not. I just have very real reservations about how this is going to be done because I don't like most of the reboots any damn way. It's so. hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to duplicate that magic. Like there was, it was just such a '90s moment. And that's exactly what I was just getting ready to say. Like, when, especially when you're pulling shit out of an era that is, is so contained in its own culture. Right, right. It's hard to bring that into today. To be honest with you, I don't care what Moesha is doing now. You know what I'm saying? I hated her then. You know, like, to be oh, with you. <laughs> I didn't hate her, but Moni, But everybody knows that Moesha Ooh. was trash. I always talk about how awful Moesha yeah. was, lovingly, but she was. T- terrible yeah, you know I mean, but I mean? she was a teenager so she was kind of supposed to be right exactly it was about <laughs> her being imperfect and fucked up mm-hmm. and at least she was like very smart and driven and in many ways like a good example but okay. i don't really care what she's up to today i don't want it like i'd rather that shit just pop up on a disney plus or some other streaming shit and just let us watch what we liked than to try and do it again because uh, it's the reboot is hit or miss and I feel like most of the time they're misses across the board it doesn't matter which one they are the like best case scenario in a reboot is that 
it reminds you of how good the original is and makes you want to go watch it again. Well, <laughs> yes. and, and and not all of and them do the, that because they're bad. That. Yeah, not all of them do that because they're bad. That's fine. Some of them, like a lot of people, hated the the Lion King remake or whatever that came out. Oh no, and. I felt like it was a nice reminder of how great Lion King is. Like, it reminded, like, it just, it's not as good as the original for a million reasons. One of which is because it's not a cartoon. Right. So you can't have a tower of animals dancing atop one another because that don't make no damn sense. Right. And, and not possible. So, But it's a good reminder of a classic that's great. And that's like the best case scenario, I feel like, for a lot of these things. I would assume that Moesha's probably running a fucking magazine or something like that. And she's probably a single mom. And, you know, cameo from Cheryl Lee Ralph, cameo Lord. from William and Countess, and maybe um, Char. I was about to say, who else is going to be on the show then? The little brother? Yeah, like, Marcus probably will pop up. Maybe Marcus lives with her. Yep, to help her take care of the baby. You know what I'm saying? He worked part time sometimes. I guess they got him back from Lil Kim and them. Whoever abducted him. Oh lord! Like, it's I I don't need for this to happen, but I do also respect the grind and the commitment to getting paid. Right. So yeah, not thrilled about it, but I mean, I still will check it out just to give it a chance. If this actually does come to fruition, because we've seen these stall out a lot. So we'll see if it actually does happen. But they had a a reunion of the cast on the reel, which I saw clips of on, I really just saw screenshots of it on the internet. Um, I don't peruse the reel and I didn't need to see this, but um, I was going to call her Moesha again. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I never like, confuse her. I feel like it's just because of the topic. Right. Or seeing her next Gotta to these be. people. Gotta be. But Brandy's here. Shirley Ralph is here. You have Countess. You have Char. Obviously, Dorian. <laughs> Ray J is there. Marcus T. Like, uh, Frank. So, and they're actually like on the set. Or a recreation of the actual kitchen. Oh, okay. From the the Mitchell household. So, I mean, at the very... Maybe if they got that set, if they, like, somehow Moesha, you know, buys the house or moves back into the house or raises it... Because isn't that what they kind of did with Fuller House? Aren't they in the same ass house? Yeah, it's like the... Well, I don't know what happened past the first episode. Even though you blacks who love Full House love to pop up periodically and let me know know that you're still there. But, um, yeah, they were still in the same house. And I think Kimmy Gibbler lived with her because they were both See, like, I single like moms. That at I least. They oh, had... no, that's the Raven reboot. What is the. No, shit? but didn't Kimmy. Whatever. It might be the I same thing. I know that in the Raven reboot, um, Annalise, what the fuck was her. her Vanderpaul? Yeah, what was her oh, character? Chelsea. Name? Chelsea did move in with her, I believe. And it was yes, no, moms. she did. I, I actually watched the new Raven. Yeah. I love it. Um, but like the the Fuller House, at least they had that to their advantage, having the familiarity of the set. Because right. as I said, if this is all about nostalgia and reminding you about what you loved, <laughs> you know. So if they yeah. are able to have this set and that, and even some of that <laughs> that soft jazz ass poetry slam ass <laughs> diary music. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if there are enough elements, everything's different. It can be like a nice warm bowl of soup, but I don't know that this is necessary. So, good luck to everybody involved. I even heard that Brandy and Ray J are doing like a, they're like a group now. Is Brandy 
Are you okay? See, I don't want to be unnecessarily shady or rude, but like, is everything okay over there? Is she on hard times? Why would you like come together and do a project with Ray J? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did anybody ever really like just fuck with Ray J's music like that? I don't know a song besides One Wish. And, exactly. Um, wait a minute. Right. Exactly. It's like I just and I didn't ever consider them to be like on the same level vocally, even <laughs> remotely. Not. So it's just like, why are you over here with this little boy? She. But I mean, that Ray is her J, brother. Ray, Ray J is the the breadwinner. Don't Ray J have enough problems with leaving Princess in Vegas with that baby and all? I that? just read that apparently she's filing for divorce, which sounds sad to me. I mean. I'm not going to shed no tears over it, but it's unfortunate they just had a kid. I mean, right. I was going to say, if she's not still pregnant, then she just had that baby. Oh, no, I think... Isn't she pregnant with another one? Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, she's pregnant right now. Super pregnant. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So, I mean, and for a, a woman who has, like, a toddler and to be pregnant to divorce you, shit has got to be bad. I know, Shady, you already married to Ray J. I mean, and since we watched so Ray J raising, disrespect you for years on that TV show, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. Sony didn't like you. <laughs> Brandy didn't see it. And don't they you still just have trying to keep your drama? head above water. No, I feel like the, the family has been... Um, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. and I can't say that I've seen all of them together in <laughs> ages, but I do think that I remember after she had that baby that everybody was playing nice. I mean, children do have a tendency to make adults like get over their shit, but we'll see if that actually happens. Good luck to everybody. If Countess Vaughn ain't on the fucking show, though, good luck. Yeah, then keep it. Because honestly, without <laughs> it's Kim already Parker, bad enough without Andell. <laughs> like, it's already bad enough without well, Andell. No, Kim and Kim and Nisi need to be regulars. They do. If they're not, they need to be like Annie's to these kids. Care. Yes, like, they do. I flat out do not give a fuck right. if Kim and Nisi are not series regulars. Did Frank retire Period. from the Saturn dealership? I do want to know that. Maybe um, he got. Um, Miles running it terribly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, right, because he owned it, right? He he could have Miles and Dorian running it together terribly, since they're both his sons. <laughs> I mean, but I just don't think Frank Mitchell would let somebody who was fucking up continue to have a job. I mean, there could be all kinds of reasons why he just can't do it no more, or he just don't want to do it no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Could maybe he and and D have retired? Oh yeah, D made him retire. Moved to Bal- Malibu. <gasps> they live in Jamaica now. She was like, I stayed in America and now we're going to my home. And so we rarely see them. I feel like we need to be in the room. <laughs> Hire us. Uh, UPN, whoever's putting this you UPN. You know, you know what you I mean. You are the most disrespectful Wherever bitch. niggas go now. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so I put this into Hot Tops for my own personal pleasure. It's really not that deep, but I find it hilarious. Okay. Have you heard why Keisha Cole may be upset with a rapper OT Genesis. I do not. <laughs> I did not hear that she was upset, but I did see that video and it is iconic. This is one of the best <laughs> things that has ever happened to me. It is the best shit. The f- anyway, I'm gonna let you do it. So rapper OT Genesis um, Woo. frequently featured as a dance break in Beyonce's tours. Say, yeah, Beehive is the getting to the money <laughs> dance break if you don't know who that is otherwise. Um, this nigga decided to create Think about it. Are you going to play the video? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank God. Thank of God. Of course I am. 
This nigga, (laughs) for whatever inexplicable reason, (laughs) created a crip version to Keisha Cole's song, Love. It is one of... I want you guys to know that you can't see this, but there is a video to yes. go with it. I urge you. You have to go find <laughs> To it. find it <laughs> at your quickest opportunity. Oh, yes. To have the joy that I have. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many incredible moments in this video. <laughs> the fact, but for me, it was like, so this is really real. Like, OG Genesis really you, did this. You did this. You went in the studio and then you shot and a video. And then you shot a video. Like, <laughs> I mean, and the video you might have location all of 30 minutes, but still. For this. <laughs> Throwing up the crib. one of the best things. Them seeds. Oh, God. <laughs> so I just wanted to share this, the, the audio at the very least. Yes, God. With you all uh, today. So here it is. Woo. OT Genesis uh, Love. The cover. <laughs> You better sing. <laughs> He's singing his heart out. <laughs> and brandishing a firearm. What you see in cut takes me out. <laughs> I'm blown. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, singing. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, want to purchase this on (laughs) iTunes. This is one of the best. I had to save the video to my phone so that I'll never ever be without it. So fucking good. I was blown away, my nigga. This. (laughs) Why is she mad? Her streams probably went up behind this. Now here's the thing. (laughs) Oh my god. Here's the thing. And Keisha has me blocked, but I. <laughs> oh, I think she has me blocked too. Let me look. Um, I understand where she's coming from. I understand. <sighs> I I don't. I struggled with this because I said I I understand where she's coming from because it is a song that she you know recorded. I assume wrote. Um, and this was like the beginning of her fucking career as well. Right. So who knows what kind of mindset she was in when she was recording that fucking song and all of that other stuff. Only for this nigga to randomly turn it into some gangbanging <laughs> shit. So I understand her being fucking annoyed by it. But I think what really set her were how many people were tweeting <laughs> that they were never going to be able to hear that song the same ever again. I won't either. She put so many fuming emojis over you niggas' tweets talking about how that song ruined love for you for the rest of your life. She even said that she's going to be taking it off of iTunes soon. 
damn, she's mad. Like, she's not having... And that lady just had a baby, too, so she's probably just over everybody's shit. Keisha, that song is gone as well. Like, it belongs to the people now, girl. You you can take it off of iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. We will still know it. We Another still thing Beyonce it. mentioned in her album Yes, she said she once gets her shit there, together. And once you release that art, it is no longer it's yours. It's not yours now. So no. I, I would have been... You could have taken this, posted it on your own Instagram. I would have done that. You like, should have done that. That's what I was saying. I feel like I understand where she was coming from, but doing the putting myself in her position shoes was hard because with the, the sense of humor I have, right. I find it hard to not have laughed. I would like, have I lived would have for this. been crying, <laughs> my nigga. Breastfeeding and cackling at the same time. I love that shit. That was so funny to me. I'm I mean Yeah, I mean Why, I, sir? Why? I I guess I don't even really understand why she was mad in the first place. Like, I, I, mean, I hear I what you're it. saying, but that just feels really foreign to me. Like, it's it's not like this man is trying to say that his version is better than yours or anything. It's clearly like, <laughs> if anything, it's like this song is so iconic in, in black culture that he was like, you know what the perfect fucking beat is <laughs> for me to let out this <laughs> banging ass, violent ass shit. Like, I would have just been honored from the very beginning because it's what? hilarious. This nigga. He's not even trying to sing well. This nigga was high in the studio. Had to be in. <laughs> and did this joking. And someone told him to get it. Yeah, I swear he didn't do the whole song. I was really waiting Obviously, on the second verse. He was in the studio. Them niggas were cracking up, yeah. and they said, "Get in the booth and do it." And he just took it a few steps further than that afterward. And I love it. Like this shit was hilarious. It was. It was so. I'm. <laughs> what you see in cut, you don't see in me, <laughs> bitch. How can you not Cut. Love it? And he's like. <laughs> Belting. Y'all have to go watch it right. And not like he cannot sing. It's so bad. And the thing about it is, like, I'm just gonna say it. Love in itself is already a ridiculous and very extra song. I don't like it. Um, it's my least favorite Keisha Cole song. That run, I hate it so much. I've never liked that part. Ugh, I hate it. Um, I've cared for the production and everything leading up to that yodeling. So <laughs> the fact Yes, that's, that is real. The fact that it's that song, this, huh, it's it's perfect. Honestly, if you OT ask Genesis me. doesn't owe me <laughs> any change. one more thing. Right? Not one more Nothing. thing. Um, yeah, Keisha didn't get me on board till I changed my mind. <laughs> That's when I was like, oh okay. Ooh, and so the love girl is not that annoying. <laughs> I think I changed my mind came out before love did. Did it? I feel like I changed my mind was like maybe one of her first singles. I don't know which one. I don't remember which that one was is first, but still a song. Yeah, that's that, that song, song is, is still. I have a to fucking pretend vibe. Kanye did not produce it because it I is don't. so good. It is just, but yeah, love has always been awful, and I feel like OT Genesis really, you know, gave niggas something they want to hear, <laughs> <laughs> like. He gave Crip something. He should lean into it, girl. It ain't no point in blocking people he because they love this. Slow motion Crip walks. <laughs> he did. On a ballad. I just don't know how you can't love it, but okay. Wow, that was to great. To each their own. See, uh, speaking of singers from the early 2000s, Ashanti has joined the Millennium Tour 2020. Hmm. Okay. Omarion posted on his Instagram, so excited to announce that Ashanti will be joining the Millennium Tour lineup with your pre-sale your pre-sale code 
and all of that fun stuff. And I just love that on the flyer, they just added her off to the side, like a slightly bigger version of the boys. Okay. And she has on these shades and her hands up almost in a way. It just almost looks as if she's saying like, I guess I'll do this too. (laughs) (laughs) Something about it was like, she looks like slightly grossed out by the presence of these niggas mm-hmm. but also ready to perform and I'll just also say that something about Ashanti joining this tour legitimizes it for me yeah because I mean the the tour already desperately needed women and I wouldn't be mad if the girls who were popping in the early 2000s do one of did their that, own right one of their own but like she fits in perfectly with what's going on here like that was her fucking era a bit so. too perfectly to be honest I mean <laughs> I think that Ashanti joining this tour got me to realize that I damn sure would have rather seen B2K again than see Omarion and Bow Wow. And I understand mm. what Omarion has to do for his petty, and I respect that. Me too. I respect And doing it on the niggas' that. birthday? That's beautiful. You gave them niggas their tour. That's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You did. Would there have been a tour if you didn't agree to go no, on it with them? Not. No. We all know Were that. you on Love and Hip Hop with them niggas when they came up with that tour? <laughs> no. So. No. So. And you, you know, you were gracious enough to do that shit. So I understand the business that you have to take care of. What I'm saying though is, um, and Bawa has to get his money. Also a father, also on reality TV. So we understand. Um, I need him to do all his really old shit. That's the problem for me. <laughs> I don't know how to process this nigga performing Take You Home at right. 32 years old. <laughs> right. I just, like, I would rather bow or out. Or puppy love. Right. <laughs> Buckle on, baby. <laughs> I just don't know that this is gonna... Bark on, baby, bark on, bark on. Like, what are you perform? <laughs> and I don't remember none of them songs that they had on that joint album. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't listen to that. Um, I just, I would rather hear Bow Wow do some brand new, never heard freestyles over current beats oh, no. and old beats. No, 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 no. I would no, then no. have to deal with the awkwardness of seeing this nigga doing bounce with me at my age. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I, I don't. You don't even yeah. have the signature cornrows anymore. I don't know how I feel about that. So as long as Ashanti ain't about to scoot her ass across the stage like she did on the Queen Latifah show or I whatever I don't think she'll ever scoot again. I don't think she will ever scoot again in her black ass life. Because, I mean, Shane aside, what Mama has songs. Done. She's got a catalog. Oh, she definitely does. So she needs she to be going on before the headlines. absolutely has a <laughs> Right. She needs to be the one who's on right before... Um, I, are Omarion and um, what's his face co headlining? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. At the tip, tip, tippity top of this flyer. I mean, Omarion I kind of feel like now I want to go see it. So, independent survey for me. Um, those of you, and be honest, who stand Bow Wow back when Bow Wow was a thing? You mean like Bow Wow versus Lil Romeo, or just Bow Wow? No, I mean that you just stand Bow Wow, okay. period. All right. Back when, you know, we were younger and whatnot. Are you interested in seeing that nigga perform anywhere? Not even just going to this tour. I want to know how many of you, even for nostalgia's sake, mm-hmm. want to see a Bow Wow performance. And I'm asking people who, like, stand him specifically. Right. Because it's not fair to just be like, oh, yeah, I liked one or two songs or I saw Like Mike. Yeah. I want to know how motherfuckers that were like, because like, and now, don't act quiet. 
Okay, that nigga was running out of malls and shit. Yes. Like the Beatles. So I mean, I used to really love Bow Wow, but I'm stuck because like he's gotten so corny in his adulthood. That so doesn't help. That does not help. And then again, a lot of these songs are like very childish because he's a yes. child. And it's like, do I really? But then a part of me is like, bitch, it's fucking Bow Wow. Like, go for little you who would have never been allowed to go to no damn Bow Wow concert or any kind of concert. Like, just go. And if it's shitty, then oh well. You can see Ashanti <laughs> or whoever. I'm looking up the lineup now to see who else. Oh, I'm yeah. Like. I mean, you've got Ashanti, you've got Lloyd, you've and got Ashanti Sammy, can still sing, right? You've got the Ying Yang twins. Yeah, Ashanti can still see? sing. See? I love I love most of those acts. I think I'm gonna go. I mean, Soldier Boy will be there apparently, but um, I love, Pretty Ricky have a couple of nice records. Yeah, see the and thing that's is, it if, for now. If all these randos just do the you know one to four songs we really know them for, then this show would be great. And I mean, how how long could each of these sets be? There's right. so many acts. Exactly. So I think Lloyd has that one song I really like that is so. Vulgar. I could probably name three Lloyd. I could probably name three Lloyd songs that could be his set. I'm trying to I would give, okay, I could give. Dedication to my ex is the one that I like. The Lloyd song? Yes, but I only like the clean version. The And that's the only song oh, that I'm I prefer the clean over the explicit. back to it, I understand The explicit why. is ridiculous. Um, 5-2. <laughs> right. Um, and then. Whatever that song is really called. Uh, really wanted what that's the fuck him is that song called call again pay to play get it shawty get it shawty Woo! a bop yeah um and i give lloyd like a new song you know wait didn't he have braid my hair who was braid my nigga, hair nigga that was motherfucking mario mario <gasps> they should and find said, mario and i said motherfucking because i was trying to remember his name <laughs> Mario on this fucking tour and I'm definitely I'm actually kind of shocked that he's not on the tour right. he would fit in great here find him oh maybe Omarion don't like him either we don't know <laughs> that might be it <laughs> well, this might be just the few niggas that get along left yeah um, nobody said I mean and Ying Yang Twins bitch I'm going to get my life now Ying Yang Twins need to be given at least a <laughs> solid five to six record yes exactly like next don't let's play. not play game don't okay play. let's just go for it okay <laughs> let's just go for it Soldier Boy up first do the woo you know you could pregame you yeah, could be the pregame shit right. then I would uh, go Sammy okay then I would probably go Pretty, Pretty Ricky. Ricky then I would go Lloyd, Lloyd. then I would go Ying Yang Twins then I would Ashanti. go Ashanti then I would go Omarion right Bow Wow, Bow wow doesn't have to come on stage I mean, at all. But, Bow Wow was implied. I, right. So, <laughs> but again, I mean, it might really be dope. I don't know. But there's, there's enough. I think of the last time I heard a comment about a Bow Wow performance. Well, when was the last time Bow Wow was asked to perform? Growing up hip hop? Okay. See, so no. But there's enough rest of the show to where I would still feel like I got my money's worth. <laughs> there's enough rest of the yeah. show. Especially That's with Ashanti and the Ying Yang Twins. There is enough left here That's for true. me to... So, you know what? Let me stop bullshitting and get my tickets. I'm going. Yeah, like Let her... Me not front. I'm not even going to front. Like, her being thrown up where I was like, okay, this could be a time. Yeah. Now we've got a good portion of music that I yes. can remember and enjoy. And I can okay. let go of whatever, you know, ridiculous... Beyonce versus Ashanti stand bullshit was going on back then because it's clear how that shook I'm out. Too. So I right. stopped taking that seriously. That is just a not right. Ago. Ashanti still had bops, and that's that. That's good enough. Just for like me. Carrie Hilson has some songs that are good, especially if she's about to perform songs that she also wrote or sang back on. 
Because oh. if Ashanti gives us a shady little J-Lo mini set, oh, shit. I'm going to stand up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to front. Just, you know, on some general principles. shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, speaking of B2K, apparently um, April Jones was spotted in a club with some nigga that's not Lil Fizz oh, looking God. a little too comfortable. Of course. Some nigga named FBG Baby Goat. F. I am not spoiling or leaking a new episode of the Boondocks. That is his name. But is the FBG Baby Goat. And you know what? Maybe it is. That's his name. He's one of Future's artists. His record label is also FBG Baby Goat. Oh, so maybe that's what it is. Free Bands. Free Bands. Goat. Free Bands Baby Goat. What nigga shit is this? Future? Future has artists? Yeah, he's got a label with a whole bunch of artists. Oh, God. I mean, that I knew smart. that he had a label called... I knew smart. what Free Bands was, but I didn't know about any Free of the bands. artists on it. Okay. Um, But apparently, FBG Baby Goat is one of them and was photographed in a club or a party or something. And okay. he's with April Jones and yes. they look too comfortable or whatever. Okay, so FBG the movie is an album <laughs> by Future and it stands for Free Band Gang. <laughs> So it must be free band gang baby. We are not goat. talking about the BFG <laughs> classic story of a big and friendly giant. We are in fact talking about what the fuck kind of name is baby nigga. goat? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. With these young people. When I read that, I was like, what the fuck are rap names? Yeah. Like when I was a kid, we just had a whole bunch of silly lils. Right. Scrappy, flip, yeah. twist. Nothing too crazy. Now they have like an acronym and then just any old right. thing after it's it. It's like their their house and then <laughs> some ridiculous name. It's like the FBG is like the ASAP. It's, or the YBN. I can't keep up. Right. I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, he came out afterwards. Oh, she kissing this nigga forehead. <laughs> it looks like she's either kissing. I'm out of fairness. She could be whispering to him. Like she could be trying to say something to him if she they're could in a loud be. place. Right. But either way, it doesn't look good, and it doesn't matter what they're really doing because the internet's going to run with what they right. want to. And we already didn't respect y'all. Just and right, of- didn't expect this to stay. You, I didn't expect y'all to be together for no significant amount of time anyway. Baby Goat responded on his own Instagram saying, "Oh my god, man, keep my name out y'all blogs and keep y'all bitches on the leash." So. Uh- Oh, shit. That is so fucking disrespectful. I mean, I... Uh, God wow. damn! April, sis! Look at your life! And he has a countless photos on his page oh, of just bare God booty cheeks. damn! All different flavors of butt cheek on his Keep page. Keep your bitch on a leash is so fucking disrespectful. <laughs> it's literally one of the rudest things you can say. I cannot. Yo! <laughs> and that's somebody's mama, too. I've I never... I mean, they're not old enough to fight you yet, but... Somebody gonna have to slap you. That is the... Like, even Omarion should be upset about that. <laughs> Keep your bitch on a leash. Meaning, if you don't want her over here, then... Okay, this is too much. No, no. Delete it. So, let's talk about Lando Calrissian. Um, better known as Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> a lot happened in, like, five days. <laughs> like... <laughs> niggas thought we had a new icon I hate y'all so much um (laughs) this nigga was just talking you know just speaking his truth and okay yes so Billy D. Williams was speaking to Esquire I believe 
And he basically spoke candidly about being in touch with his femininity as well as masculinity and not Mm -hmm. really identifying too closely to either one of them, which led to discussion of Billy D. Williams being gender fluid, um, which, of course, led to many of you, most of you niggas. Who assume that that means Billy D. Williams was coming out as gay? Yeah, which is or bisexual or like, something. Not what was said, and at it's all. like this is why you should just listen to what motherfuckers be talking about, <laughs> so you won't be out here sounding dumb and confusing this poor old man about like what the fuck he was trying to say. Billy D. Williams had to come back out and be like, "Well, I wasn't. I don't. I'm. I wasn't. I'm not gay. Like that's not be what I was books. trying to say. Like I." But we like people with sense know that's not what you were trying to say, sir. Sexuality was not even remotely brought up. Not even a little bit. He had to say, okay. So here's what he told the undefeated. Um first he said, first of all, I asked last night, I said, what the hell is gender (laughs) food? Which is exactly what I would expect right. in this. Not like I can hear it coming out of Billy Dewey's mouth. Oh, I totally hear that man being what like, "What the fuck are y'all the talking fuck about? Are these niggas talking about <laughs> agenda? Who?" <laughs> so then he goes on to say, "What I was talking about was about men getting in touch with their so- the softer side of themselves." He talks about Carl Jung and the theory of collective uh, unconsciousness and animus versus anima, like this this whole theory yeah. of basically femininity being a subconscious thing in men, mm-hmm. a masculinity being a, a subconscious uh, construct in women, and how really it all kind of boils down to the fact that we're weaker for not acknowledging both sides of right. ourselves as individuals, <laughs> but nobody gets into are. the depth of that part. Right. Anyway, that's what he says he was talking about and goes on to say, um, I wasn't talking about sex. I wasn't talking about being gay or straight. People should read. I mean, it wouldn't be. Um, yes. He doesn't say people should read, period. Oh, it says in um, brackets, young. So I don't know. Maybe he did say people should read. and they Maybe he meant it. the book. Right. But <laughs> I wish he would have just left it right there. Right. Though, me because too. Because that's plenty. It's, it's people enough. should read. I mean, it would be an interesting education for a lot of people. No, no, no. I'm not gay by any stretch of the imagination. Not that I have anything against gay people, but personally, I'm not. So. Oh, man. I feel like I, I feel like it wasn't long ago. Maybe I was talking about Tank. I don't know who I was talking about, but I was I, I know I have come on this fucking podcast before and talked about how desperately we need to allow men yes. of all sexual identities, gender identities, Backgrounds. to be able to openly discuss these things without us immediately shooting the fag dart into the side <laughs> of their goddamn necks. <laughs> like, God damn. Like, niggas are talking about basic shit. You Ooh. ask Tank, you ask Tank if another nigga is gay. For saying that he once sucked a dick oh and God. didn't like it. And because a nigga told you maybe not, Tank is gay. Like, 
you don't. It's everything so is gay to these niggas. Fucking ridiculous. And then y'all be dating niggas that are bi and have all kinds of traumas and confusions when it comes to their own sexual orientation or identity and shit like that. And you blaming the whole, like you blaming motherfuckers who out and, and proud out here walking around yep. for your trade at home who doesn't know how to fucking be honest with Uh-oh. you about how who the fuck he is. Yikes. And at the same goddamn time, you don't give no nigga the room to just talk about the shit. To just talk about the shit. Nobody was talking about dicks, ass, sex, nothing. nothing. The nigga was just talking about how he is not ashamed of be- having a softer side and maybe wearing like, you know, Pestos. something that, that Nini also has in her closet. I don't know. like Because they both seem like they might like a flowy number. You know <laughs> Nini loves a poncho. No, she does. She so loves a, just... a nice captain. It's like, I, when are, we are doing such a disservice Woo. to the entire community by mm-hmm. not giving niggas the room to just discuss these things without jumping directly down their throat with assumptions that they're gay or bisexual right. or whatnot. Like niggas can't and and I'm and we're not even talking about like social stuff. Niggas can't even talk about like what shoe they wear maybe or what their favorite drink is or what they like to watch on TV. Like any basic shit that has right. nothing to do with any of that shit without their sexuality being called into question. Yeah. But then y'all be afraid that you dating a nigga that's gay or whatever or, you know, wondering why your son or cousin or nephew don't just come out. (laughs) Bitch! (laughs) Listen to your stupid ass, bitch! What the fuck? (laughs) What are you talking about? You fucking sound dumb. shit. Not only y'all, but the same motherfuckers who threw gender fluid in this nigga's mouth where he ain't ever even heard of the fucking shit. Like, everybody calm down and sit down and shut the fuck up and acknowledge that you motherfuckers don't know a goddamn thing just like I don't. Like, what? That was a lot. It was a lot. When I read it, I was like, do y'all know how old Billy D. Williams is? I really doubt this is some massive coming out moment. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) That man's just talking about, you know, reading books and being enlightened and not hating himself, not subscribing to whatever y'all think masculinity should be, which is why you think he's gay. It's like anybody who steps outside the society's very rigid idea of what a man is or should be is just, that's just a faggot. Like, automatically. Like, no matter what. And I've it, said it, it was absurd. It's like the bounds for black men specifically. So narrow. Exist within this stone cold, mm-hmm. narrow minded, emotionless place. Right. And then you wonder yep. why we're in the state that we're fucking mm-hmm. in, like within the community right. itself. You wonder why they struggle to communicate or truly get close or show exactly. emotion, be vulnerable, exactly. because you don't fucking let them cry without calling them gay or soft or this. Because sexuality aside, <laughs> right. we're raising niggas to not Feel. have emotion yes. or feelings Trash. or be comfortable to express them regardless of what the right. direction is. Right. It's insane. It is. <laughs> like, it's, they're still, you know, just because they have penises doesn't mean they aren't human beings. Like, do you know this about them? Do you get it? It's just so, it's beyond my understanding that y'all would, like, rather force children. And then you wonder why people are so deeply unhappy as adults. It's like, even if this boy was straight and was always going to be straight, you still showed him 
over and over through words and actions that it was not okay for him to show any kind of emotion or be vulnerable in any way. And that's why we champion motherfuckers like Gabrielle Union and and Dwayne Wade right. and other parents, famous and non-famous, that are clearly making the effort yes. to like break cycles, yes, to do things differently mm-hmm. and set an example, regardless of how your child. Uh, identifies in in whatever field mm-hmm. like just give black human Ooh, beings Lord. the room to feel and grow and express and discuss mm-hmm. without immediately battering the fuck out of them white people do that enough my god it's exhausting mm-hmm. it was so upsetting to have to deal with how old is Billy D. Williams I would say in his 60s. No. Mm-hmm. I don't. Let's see. Billy D. Williams is 82. 82. Holy shit. Black now, people I are incredible. <laughs> wow. Wow. This 82. This Y'all thought this 82 year old man. <laughs> has lived through it all. This man has given so much yes. to entertainment. This man has bust his ass in countless classic film shows, has been a sex symbol, done all of this mother, all of this shit just for him to say, well, you know what? I don't have a problem wearing an ascot. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> he got to come back out and clarify yeah. because you niggas, because you niggas are dumb. Because you niggas are dumb. Not because he misspoke. This poor man feel like, oh, what, did I say something wrong? No, you goddamn didn't. You didn't say anything incorrectly. People are just fucking dumb. Wow. And that is my read. So, okay. That wraps up this week's episode of the read. We have a couple more things in the um. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Uh, Real quick. Two people clarifying things. A, Justin Timberlake. Oh, actually, I'm going to skip this. That's a lot. Justin Timberlake gave uh, an... Oh, an iOS press release. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, on his Instagram, uh, last week we discussed him getting locked off of some absinthe down in New Orleans. I <laughs> yes, it was and getting a little too hands on with his um his co star Alicia Wainwright. I think mm-hmm. her name is pretty light skin girl. Um, so this is what he says on Instagram. I stay away from gossip as much as I can, but for my family, I feel it is important to address recent rumors that are hurting the people I love, which tells me Jessica Biel was like, this right one's now. not going away right now. <laughs> Fix it. You get on there. <coughs> so help, you know, I just say love saying so yeah. help me God or so help me God. She wasn't even going to wait for the publicist Justin? to put something out. She said yeah. right fucking now. He says a few weeks ago, I displayed a strong lapse in judgment. <laughs> but let me be clear. Nothing happened between me and my co-star. I drank way too much that night and I regret my behavior, which we spoke mm-hmm. about because my nigga, again, if they didn't see the video, they should because you were clearly blasted. I should have known better. This is not the example I want to set for my son. I apologize to my amazing wife and my family for putting them through such an embarrassing situation and I am focused on being the best husband and father I can be. This is not that. This was not that. I am incredibly proud to be working on Palmer. I forgot that's the name of the movie again. I was like, what the fuck does Kiki have to do with this? <laughs> Looking forward to continuing to make this movie and excited so for stupid. people to see it. <laughs> so, Womp. <laughs> Jessica told him to hit the interwebs yeah. and clarify it and don't ever let her catch you 
on no bullshit like that again. Whatever. And I also didn't believe that there was anything too deep. But like you mentioned, and we've said with a lot of other women in entertainment that this has happened to, you have embarrassed me. Right. (laughs) You embarrassed me. Why? If you know, you, I mean, you're in public in New Fucking Orleans. If you and I worked at Kroger at Publix or something, and we were just regular folk, it would just be me beating your ass. Right. But not everybody. <laughs> everybody is in is my talking about business. This, so fix it. Huh, we got an email from somebody who used to work at the Bowery Hotel in Soho and said that they have seen Justin Timberlake kissing women many times. Women who were not his wife. So you know, we just gonna leave that right where it's at. All right. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, last but not least, I'm <laughs> right. Because what you supposed to do with that? <laughs> I don't not believe it, but you know, okay. Well, um, I guess you know where not to go back to, JT. <laughs> the Bowery got their eyes on you. But girl, if you really in a hotel, just kissing on people. All right. I mean, the thing is, you're clearly doing that in a place where cameras are present or people are present. That's why we were saying, we, you, for all we know, they could be separated. They could be like, right. anything could be happening. Honestly, that's what them. I thought. <laughs> but um, uh, no, he's just fucking lazy. Wow. Doing uh, shit in public is what I don't understand. How T.I. of you. <laughs> and really, when I said three, it was because Offset was going to be next. But I mean, do we really need to do, go there? And he made that beautiful song about that girl. I really thought he was like head over heels, like infatuated Ooh. with her. Justin did. What's on the 2020 experience? Mirrors. I love that song. Yes. Yes. I thought it was such a gorgeous song. Uh, I was like, damn, this nigga must be infatuated with her. Yeah. I was somewhere shopping the other day and that song came on and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love this record. I forgot how much I love that album. It is really fucking good. I had to go back and listen to it. Shout out to Timbaland. You do great things. Yeah, you do, sir. Um, last but not least, for whatever fucking reason, Nick Cannon and Eminem. I won't. I won't do that. Are a a beef thing again? In the I streets? actually will not do that. I will not listen to no Nick Cannon release disc record, nor Eminem. Actually, to be honest, in 2019, what's in the water in Hollywood? Is everybody okay? You know, is- right? Are niggas bored? What is going on here? For what? Oh, because didn't Eminem make another record about Mariah? Yes. And okay, so now Nick is is coming out okay Mariah's like look so, all I want for Christmas is you is back in the top five I don't have time for whatever the fuck you're doing all I want for Christmas is for you to shut the fuck up <laughs> actually we need to get Mariah to number one this year let me start streaming like I did all time I mean Road. it's a classic I woke up to that fucking album religiously that yeah. and the preacher's wife for like many of my childhood yeah. years and so I don't know Christmas without it I really it do just, love that song it's, it's not, just a great song so uh, Eminem was on some Fat Joe record because I guess Fat Joe has a new album out um, with Dre from Cool and Dre, whatever. And Mary J. Blige and Eminem are on a song together. And I'm really upset that they have Mary J. Blige in the middle of this fucking oh, bullshit. Oh, Lord, no. But on the song, he takes shots. Eminem takes shots at, at, at Mariah Carey again. And <sighs> Nick Cannon says something about... Uh, oh, I don't want to read this. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. Right. I'm not going to. So he says something about Nick and Mariah again. And I'm just so confused because Obsessed was a decade ago. Right. Like, Obsessed is a song where Mariah Carey was responding to Eminem continuously Mm -hmm. bringing her up. Right. 
was a decade ago. I guess she wasn't lying. What the fuck? Because for you to still be on this shit, bruh. You had nothing else to rap about? Hold on. Does this say 2003? Ain't no way. What? It ain't no way Obsessed came out in 2003. It came out in 2009. I was about to say, it ain't no fucking way. No, it was 2009. <laughs> like, that is... Okay, but still, like, regardless, what are you it doing here? A many, what are you doing here? many a moon ago. Yeah. So, he... That woman has about, children. What like, are you doing? What? It's just so... And Monroe and Moroccan could beat your ass at this point. Like, them kids about to be six foot five. Okay. I'm sure they fully have hands. I don't... like What? I'm, I mean, you actually can't even get close to Monroe and Moroccan. I'm... The security detail alone. Blown. Right. You have Please. to go through, like... No. Five, six worlds. You're not doing you Right. You're not doing book. it. You're not doing so, it. So... <laughs> um... That has now led us to a Nick Cannon diss record that starts with a, a prologue from Suge Knight. Why? Okay. Because they're in business together. And, oh, right. Um, That's how he's doing his movie. I guess that was his way of of really... Legitimizing this? Because I can't I imagine guess. a Nick Cannon verse is it's good. Bad. Of course it is. <laughs> it's bad. But, but at the same time, lyrics. I understand where you're coming from and I respect what the fuck you had to do. You Did know, he defend Mariah? Unravel your fucking turban, my nigga, and drag <laughs> that white man, that white man <laughs> to hell and back if that's what the fuck you got to do. My favorite line, and or really the only line I like, um, was where Nick says, um, finally on beat. My baby mama killed you off a decade ago. Oh, yes. And you're still crying about it, bitch. Now, who really the hoe? Um, so okay. good for you. Well, that's, as yeah, rap, that's As rap bad. goes, I'll take it. Um, all of this is dumb. You're all parents of people that, yeah. you know, will probably soon have kids of their own. So let's stop. <laughs> this is dumb. Um, and I blame Marshall first. Well, you yeah, because he's the role. one who put this out there for like conceivably no reason. It On just don't make sense. Somebody else's fucking song. And boo to Fat Joe as well for even allowing this nigga going on Sway talking about something. It's, it's disrespectful. He ain't not right. Uh, he hasn't rhymed like this in a long time or whatever the fuck. You know that, that nigga was coming at Mariah Carey on your song. You cool with that? Right. Okay. Again, Mariah was like, uh, like I said, the Christmas anthem that I wrote is back in the top five. So I'll be focused on being rich. I'm not even reading texts from either one of you niggas. Like, me. I'm literally not. Nick just, get, I guess he comes and gets I these kids still, <laughs> once a month. <laughs> I think she's still dating that young um, Asian dancer. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. dating and he's fine. getting the best dick of her life i bet <laughs> mariah's like i literally am on top of the fucking world and have been since the 90s so I'm sorry. if y'all could just take this somewhere <laughs> have you forgotten that it's you can go play literally my again. season like i already <laughs> like, replied you can just go go stream obsessed <gasps> if she tweeted stream obsessed <laughs> i would faint <laughs> If she posts <laughs> a clip of that video on Instagram, doesn't like the Eminem lookalike get hit by a bus? I at think the end? So. something like that. I don't really remember because it the was video. very much. It was like a mean girl. That's so crazy to think that obsessed that video and song was kind of a mean girls. Spin. A little bit of it was based on Mean Girls, um, but I'm pretty sure there is a bit at the end where Eminem gets hit by the bus, like okay. Regina George does. 
if she were to put that on Instagram and say stream obsessed, celebrate the 10 years or some shit like right. that. And that was, that it. would be incredible <laughs> because that would be like a baby nail in the coffin. Like that's an effortless. And right. that in itself is saying what it, there's nothing else to talk about. Right. Like I already said it. You're still pressed. How are we behind me later? Like you that desperate for us to talk about you. Like you're a talented <sighs> rapper. I mean, he used to be. I haven't heard an Eminem song I liked in a long time. Well, I haven't heard an Eminem song in a long time. See, so, there's that too. Because I don't listen to Eminem on purpose. So. Okay. <laughs> you know, I know that he True. put out an album or so, but I just haven't. You know what I mean? But um, I still acknowledge him as a talented rapper. I can't imagine why the fuck you needed to bring up Mariah Carey besides it to try and relive those old days when you were popping and often discussed for the controversial crazy shit that you rapped about and the people that you would play like Eminem really was discussed large in part yes he was talented as a rapper and things like that and his story was interesting but besides talking about killing his mama and, and baby mama and all of that other shit mm -hmm. he would talk about how much he hated Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Pink and whoever the fuck oh yeah he came after women, all the girls right and how much he just could not stand um, these pop stars yeah so for being young girls making pop music and having fun and being rich <laughs> so more of that I guess like Eminem has always I thought or at least back in the day been very talented and used that talent to be really fucking awful as and a human strange. being <laughs> like so you know never could really stand but this is just so dumb and I'm gonna need you to not waste Mariah's time one of my cousins was a big Eminem fan like during his first second album era and would like try to get me to listen to it too and I remember being like I don't want to listen to this that Kim song I was like how is he out like, here with the rest of us honestly I'm concerned for you right <laughs> like, if you can right. identify with that kind of anger you need to see somebody I don't know I won't sleep over here now. <laughs> Be <laughs> staying up, making sure that nigga go to sleep first. <laughs> I'm hiding the knives before we go to bed. Because okay. uh, mm -hmm. you look crazy. No, what you going through? Woo, Jalay, let let it go. Yeah, this is stupid. Find something else to do. Grow up. Good That's grief. it for the hot tops this week. Let's take a break. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, "Good things come to those who wait." But that's only part of it. The full quote is, "Good things come to those who wait." but only the things left by those who hustle. <laughs> Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important. 
And I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. So, time for some listener letters. That is right. <laughs> Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them a lot on the show. And God, Billy D. Williams was in Batman. We're, uh, which Batman? Like the first, the, the real Jack old Nicholson one? Nicholson one. Wow. From the 80s. Oh, okay. I did not see Y'all that Y'all better one. get the fuck off Billy D. Williams. God damn. I'm the sorry. first one I saw, it was some other white man who was Batman, but it was in oh, the yeah, 90s. No, that one was not the first one I saw, but it's like the first. Okay. Got yeah, you. Whatever. Um, so yeah, also we will be doing a mailbag episode soon to get through the holidays. So if you have a question that you have been delaying, mm-hmm. might as well send it in now. <laughs> <laughs> and I know some of y'all be thinking twice. Right. Three times delayed. Y'all really do. Okay. So um let's see. Where shall we start on today? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's okay. Let's start with the baby daddy question. Okay. This is from Grace, who says, I had a set of twins in April of this year with a man who I was not in a relationship with prior to me getting pregnant. Basically, we were just sleeping together and going out here and there, but I ended up pregnant. Happens. I am 28 years old, and these are both of our first children. He is hardworking, super sweet, and all around a great guy. Always says that. He's supportive and wants me to not work and support me and the kids for the first three years. Red flag number one. We do not live together currently, but he wants to get a place together and basically pay all the bills although these things may sound great (laughs) the issue is he annoys the fuck out of me (laughs) not where i expected to land he's a bit clingy touchy-feely went around always wants to cuddle likes to text all day (laughs) he works two full-time jobs so i primarily have the children and he sees us on his off days which is fine he is constantly telling me how much he misses us while he's away and he's really sweet and oddly enough all these things irritate me i was go ahead i know i may sound ungrateful but i never really wanted children or to be with this man hold on i know i may sound ungrateful but i have never really wanted children or to be with this man okay i thought maybe i'd read it wrong right no she just don't give a fuck okay i'm trying to be nice but i get annoyed when he touches me oh he is always reminding me that he misses us while he's working while i'm thinking damn i just saw you yesterday and thinking how (laughs) And thinking about how I miss having time alone. I'm constantly with two babies. So the last thing I want to do is have a man touch me and be clingy. My question is, oh my gosh, how do do I co-parent with someone whose very being irritates me? I can't even bring myself to have sex with him now. Is it wrong to want to co-parent even though the other person... 
Is it wrong to not want to co-parent even though the other person hasn't done anything wrong? I know this this is on the opposite end of the God, usual baby daddy issue spectrum, this, but please help. Sincerely irritated and trying my best to be grateful. This is super common. I, I was going to say, actually, it's crazy because today I was actually just having a conversation about how often, I don't even remember why now, how many nice guys like this mm-hmm. are in relationships with, I should say people, mm-hmm. but a lot of women specifically right. who can't stand it. <laughs> who can't stand it and sometimes even cheat on them. But oh, then like, shit. like nice women who are just trying to make it work, be with dirtbag. Right. It's like you, I don't know why so many of y'all are turned off by positive energy from guys mm. I understand like just not liking motherfuckers to be clingy and there are some people who want to be in a relationship but just don't care for um, the like touchy feeliness mm-hmm. like there are some people who just don't really like being cuddled or touched unnecessarily and things like that and uh, sometimes it could just be how you personally feel right. and sometimes it could be something that's attached to something else or whatever yeah. but that's just how some people operate but I've just I was just having this conversation about how many nice guys don't last in relationships with people because they don't like nice guys <laughs> but then you run around in circles and cry and, and shed tears and blood and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. over dirtbag ass niggas that don't have any emotion or <sighs> respect it's crazy to me now i'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not trying to like invalidate what she's saying question when did she say that she got pregnant and how long were they dating well not she did not say that they they weren't dating they were just fucking every now and then when was that but she had the kids in april so she has eight month old twins right now okay which I think is probably having a lot to do with this. Like, I think you're overwhelmed because you have two brand new babies. And so anything that's annoying is like annoying to the fucking max. And you just don't want this man crowding you. Like almost every woman I know who's had a baby wanted their baby daddy to like not touch them for at least a year. It was like, just I give me some that. fucking space. Like my body is already not mine no more. I'm basically a feeding machine for these niggas that I gave birth to. Like you welcome. And I just, I feel like it's a lot of hormones and all that sort of thing yeah. going on. And, or, you know, like if you were say, it could just be that like who he is irritates you that yeah this could be you know just who you are regardless of whether you had a baby and he's just on your nerves i mean i doubt i wanted to know i guess when they sort of started fucking around oh no she didn't include that how uh how long this relationship has been going on but again a lot of this could be him just simply being excited to have kids right and, and wanting like, to take care of you <laughs> right like just treating you like some people are just it's <laughs> i don't even know how to put this into words like he's probably just grateful <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean maybe yeah and and in love but maybe he's like, just like so happy to have you these gave babies him and two so, babies right. you know so so he's just kind of obsessed with just, you yeah obsessed <laughs> because with look you. at what you did and honestly even as someone who doesn't really necessarily want to have kids and damn sure isn't you know diving into a vagina to make them i'm still <laughs> i'm still blown away and fascinated and enamored by just the the female body and how it works right. in not only childbirth but gestating and ma- like everything about your bodies mm-hmm. to me is magic <laughs> and so just 
being like, you know, I was just getting my dick mm-hmm. wet and hanging out and watching Netflix. And you gave me two amazing human beings right. just right out of your body. Like, I would probably be looking at you like you were covered in, in glitter yeah. for a while. Right. Like, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's just how I'm looking oh. at it. But either way, I doubt that he's going to be this touchy-feely and clingy forever. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't want to... <laughs> I want you to make it work. I don't know why. Well, I think I think you need to tell him, look, I am going through a lot with hormones and emotions and, you know, raising twins and being around them constantly. And so I just need you to make this as easy on me as possible. Like, I don't want to cuddle usually or any. Like, it sounds like you never want to. But like, don't be all up on me. Don't be touching me. Like, I need you to give me my space because I need to be in the right mindset. I need to not be irritated while caring for these children. I don't think it means that you have to be like, don't come around no more or like get out my fucking face I think it just needs to be like a like a genuine conversation like I feel like if she didn't like to be cuddled like if she just wasn't a touchy feely person she would have mentioned that I think it's it's a thing with this particular person Mm -hmm. especially because she admits she never expected or wanted to have kids and or be with this nigga so she's now probably looking at this situation as something that is like super um permanent like maybe you feel sort of like stifled and trapped in a relationship that you didn't expect or whatever and it's like not giving that it's not that deep it's not giving that sweetie like maybe maybe you can ask him to take the kid they're eight months yeah take the kids for maybe a weekend a week or something like that and go on a trip you know what i mean maybe you just need a couple of days away from this nigga and from them kids right to recenter regroup beyonce said acupuncture what a uh, breath exercise yeah. <laughs> you know like you might just need a little time to yourself right. to reset and you know right recoup i mean um, the fact that you never wanted children i don't know if you if you have changed your mind about that since but that might have something to do with why he irritates you because he reminds you of this situation that you're in that you didn't really want to be in and i guess you felt like you didn't really have any or didn't have any you just didn't have any control over one or the other so i mean but uh, right so i'm just yeah i'm just saying i could see me not wanting having kids if i could get pregnant right Mm -hmm. I could see me not wanting to have kids as I feel now and having them and then being madly in love with them, but still frustrated because I didn't want to be in that position. If that makes sense. I mean, that's probably a lot of people. I would imagine that's many parents. So (laughs) So I could see a lot of parents being madly in love and obsessed with their kids and smelling their head every second and all of that kind of stuff. And at the same time, being incredibly frustrated because of the responsibility that they didn't expect or, you know, sign up for intentionally or whatnot. But as pertains to this nigga who's just a little too touchy-feely for you Mm -hmm. i would say try taking a break first yeah um you know a little trip or whatever (laughs) my mama would even sometimes just rent a hotel i feel like my mama rented a hotel maybe once out on the Mm -hmm. beach for a weekend and just kicked it i'm sure there's at least once in my life where i know that my mama did that and we weren't 
babies at the time, you know, like we were much older and able to take care of ourselves and stuff. But sometimes you just need to be like, I don't want to hear no voice. I don't want to hear no, I need. Mine never went on vacation without us. She almost never went anywhere. I can only remember like three times in my life that my mama was out of the state without me. I salute her. So I, no, I don't. She should have taken some time for herself. Like uh, that came out very wrong. (laughs) I understand what you're saying. I'm just like, I, I want my mother and all mothers all parents to know that like giving of yourself 24 7 365 is not good for you she said your children can learn that you you need some space just like they need space like it's okay to take time away from them niggas but anyway slap a 20 on the counter and tell them that the the number for pizza Hut is on the fridge i was like if you didn't if you didn't really like him like that anyway like when y'all was just fucking you was always like damn why is this nigga cuddling like go home or whatever then you probably not ever really gonna like him and so you need to tell him I can see falling that, into that too <laughs> right then it's kind of like you know me and you are never gonna be in a relationship but that shouldn't stop our co-parenting um, vibe or whatever and so but she literally said how do you something about not co-parenting yeah, and how I do you co-parent say, with someone who's, who's being irritates you and I just think you have to like Make sure that y'all are clear on having a co-parenting relationship and not a relationship, like a sexual or romantic relationship. Yeah, like if you're not in a relationship and you're not interested in being in a relationship with this all, with this nigga at all, then yeah, that needs to be expressed so he knows yeah. what time it is and right. isn't wasting that energy on someone who doesn't want to reciprocate it. Because mm-hmm. that's fool but y'all obviously are gonna have to deal with one another regardless and again i feel like a lot of this may have to do with appreciation as well as obligation um and not just him being yeah an obsessive cuddly person because if it irks you that much like and and that's how he always was right then i don't even know how you got to getting pregnant unless he, unless the dick was just incredible and you fast. was like you was like I'm gonna just start going over to his house then I can just get up and leave when I'm ready to go <laughs> and I'll never really have to hang out with that nigga all things I could imagine happening but yeah if this is like a you feel like you know since I had the babies I really don't want nobody near me then just talk to him about the way you feeling because that's very common like you just had two fucking people so yeah have a conference with yourself yeah about it. Yeah, and with and with him, and best of luck to y'all. And I know that a lot of people right now are going. I wish my baby daddy was like. I am just offering to pay all the bills it, and let me stay home with these kids. And I get that, but like that don't mean you have to put up with a nigga that gets on your nerves just because that's how niggas should be. Niggas exactly. should be trying to make sure their baby mamas are taken care of, especially when them kids are brand feels fucking supported, new. Feels loved. You need to be supporting her and, and supporting those kids. Yes, that's like literally bare minimum. Right. That is. That should be what every last one of y'all's baby daddies is doing. That should be all of y'all's problems is, God damn, he's so annoying. He but just niggas like... Always wants to touch me. Rub your feet after you gave birth or whatever. And motherfuckers be like, you've just won a lifetime yep. supply of chips. Ahoy! <laughs> the bar is on the floor. It's crazy, but, but fine. Yeah. Anyway, best of luck to y'all. Let's move on. This next question comes from Dorian, who says, my boyfriend and I have been together for a little over seven months, and we've been exclusive for five of those months. 
Almost everything has been going great. He's attentive, clearly cares about me, and is very loving and affectionate. We both have busy jobs, but we do our best to see each other almost every weekend and even a weeknight if we can make it work. Our sex life is pretty good, too. We communicate about our wants and desires, and we are fully versed. All right. Okay. However, a few weeks ago, I noticed that he started posting nudes online. Mm. I was just browsing and stumbled across a pic that looked familiar. He put in parentheses, I didn't snoop on his phone. I would never. So I stumbled across a pic that looked familiar and lo and behold, it was him. Though him posting nudes online is clearly an issue for me internally, it's not the reason I'm writing this letter. Aside from posting his nudes, he also posted his Instagram handle and made several suggestive posts about wanting to swap snaps and vids with others online. That's the part that bugs me because though I want to be mature about this situation, it does feel like that's crossing boundaries into the cheating category. I doubt he'll actually cheat on me in real life, but then why would he be sharing his private snap and Instagram? I once even casually brought up the topic of the snap because I didn't know he had one and he said he hadn't used it in like two years i'm trying to keep an open mind about this because i'm really falling for him otherwise we're starting to make long-term plans and talking about meeting each other's families i'd almost be okay with him posting nudes because i don't want to shame him it's the talking to others that is weighing on me how do i manage my own expectations and emotions i know that i just need to talk to him about it but how do i bring something like this up without sounding accusatory i don't want this conversation to potentially end our relationship oh how would it sound accusatory um, well, he what said, I feel like me bringing it up would only show a lack of confidence in him and our relationship. And it makes me feel irrationally needy and insecure. Here's the thing. If you don't buy it, you don't buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. There's Trust only goes so far. It only works, you know, in, in certain ways. You know what I mean? And you either trust the nigga or you don't. Right. It sounds like you don't. So <laughs> you know what to ask. You know what I mean? You can't be... You can't be concerned that he might be doing something he shouldn't be doing, but then concerned that you're going to sound like you're accusing him of something because that's essentially, I mean, you're not really accusing him, I guess by definition, accusing him would be saying he's doing it, whatever, but Mm -hmm. that's how it is going to be handled or dealt with or responded to. Right. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, nigga, if you have pictures up here and and have recently been implying or discussing swapping stuff back and forth with people mm-hmm. my thing is be a complete 110 percent honest mm-hmm. person with me about it like i don't need to hear any of the typical expected bullshit response to oh well yeah well, I don't even be on there I don't even remember my password <laughs> oh okay oh that need me yeah you don't. Oh, I don't I don't even remember posting that I posted that like I just be incredibly candid with me about yeah. it be real honest with me are you exchanging nudes with niggas let me know so I can know how to deal with that mm-hmm. or whatever or um whatever it is because I'm gonna tell you right now I believe he is. And um, yeah, so do I. Unfortunately, thirty-two years. So, well, I've. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation. But um, I think if this was innocent, you would have known about it. Plenty of people post thirst traps online, and their partners know about it. Follow them, like, comment, all that. Like, like Like, you said, it's not the posting nudes thing. A lot of people do that. 
you like you said the fact that he is like soliciting other people is a huge red flag yes the fact that he has a private snap and lied to you about using it and then the fact that you didn't know about you know these news that he was posting online anyway he didn't give you these account usernames or whatever like you had to find it so the fact that he again is being secretive about it is what makes me think that he's cheating on you and I know you said you feel irrationally needy or insecure and you're worried about sounding accusatory and you know you you don't want to act like you have a lack of confidence in him but you don't need to be Fuck worried that. about what he's gonna think right. it doesn't need to be oh wow i'm so scared that this conversation will will end this relationship if it does then your relationship was supposed to end because a person who is not lying to you or cheating on you is not going to be so angry and blow the fuck up and and end y'all's whole relationship over this line of questioning it's a perfectly valid question to ask you're not needy or insecure for being like hey so i found um an account of you posting nudes which you know i love your nudes that's not an issue but why are you asking niggas to send you pictures and videos like what's going on or you do it too i mean right or you could just start doing it too but that just to me seems like something that is petty and will only delay yeah, the inevitable no, I'm not breakup. Serious about that part. I mean, just, I mean that's the the petty choice. I would probably do it for a little while. Um, but yeah, look, I, I feel like you know, being, I'm probably too exhausted to really break this down for how I feel. But I feel like being gay should allow us to not have to go. Through, especially gay in 2019 mm-hmm. to go through this kind of dumb shit yeah you know what i mean there's so many of Ooh. of us in non-traditional relationships mm-hmm. um i mean a gay relationship is almost a non-traditional relationship if you're thinking about it from <laughs> you know the shithole planet earth's point of view yeah that's true um, but like I just don't see the point in having to, you know, sit back in a relationship where we all kind of come from different places and experience different things. And we're also kind of like at the corner of a lot of stuff that doesn't become a thing until mm-hmm. ages later. I don't see why I should be dealing with basic ass trust issue. Are you doing this on the Internet ass bullshit in 2019 as a game? Right. And really, nobody should. But that's why I say it's as simple to me as you either going to trust this nigga or you not. Because you've asked questions yeah, or, you know, implied whatever. And he's given you stuff that sounds like it's not good enough because you sending us emails about this nigga. Right. So I know. Even, when, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, like I was going to say, even if he does like break it down to you or say whatever, you're going to believe what you want to believe. So it's either you trust this nigga or you don't trust this Woo, nigga. Shit. And that is based on movement. So you feel the way that you yes. feel because of the behavior he's, he, you know, that yeah. you're, you're having to find these things right. to bump into this stuff and then make assumptions and feel like you have to ask, but you're not comfortable right. with asking or whatever, rather than it being flat out. Yeah. I like to post nudes and every now and then, and I'm in sort of into getting a, a couple yeah. of booty hole shots in my DMs or whatever, but I'm not going to do nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't even, I feel like if a nigga up front was like, right. I like nudes. I don't mm-hmm. need to go and fuck with niggas. I just like seeing shit asses of all shapes yeah. and sizes. I would much rather that be on the table. Like, right. here you go, girl. What are you going to do with this? Yes. And be able to look through my deck of cards to be like, all right, I don't know if I have a play for this one. Or <laughs> yes, I'm going all in. I don't know. Right. 
I'm not going to be sitting up here and doing all of this motherfucking high school ass guessing, Willie won't he circle yes or no ass bullshit. I don't have time for that. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck. There are so many niggas out here, even gay ones. Right. Let me tell you something. Now, many of the, the girls have, you know, only been fans? In, introduced. Oh. I was not going to OnlyFans. That's a topic for another day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, let me know about say, your OnlyFans. Many of us have been introduced to one of an, another's genitals in private uh, creases. Because <laughs> there's only so many of oh, us. Oh, shit. And everyone's... Um, it's like mail. You, we all go by way of Atlanta. There's just so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What I'm saying is, <laughs> the chances of you linking up with a nigga that your friends know or have oh heard of, or or he might have some nudes and your ex's DM or something like that. Hi. That's how it happens, right? But there is still no shortage of niggas out here, okay? And you're still at a perfect time where if you don't trust this nigga, you can throw him in a wastebasket, okay, and find somebody else to cuff this season. Fuck that bullshit. Ain't nobody trying to play no fucking... It's about to be 2020. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Leave that in this decade. If you can't tell me that you're sending and receiving nudes, nigga, right. then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I mean, especially because it is so fucking common. Nudes are everywhere. Everybody is doing this. So, Well, not literally everybody. For somebody chime in and be like, not me. Okay, right. girl. Exactly. But, but a lot of people out here dating in <laughs> in this day and age are sending nudes. Like, for, I, like you said, I would not even be upset that you were posting nudes online. I don't really give don't a shit about, about that. It's the soliciting other people and then the fact that he did not tell you I think if everything was as open and warm and honest and perfect as you claim it is you would have been known about this account there's so many couples like gay couples that are just super like what's the word like forward is the word that's in my head and that's not forward? it forward? no oh, I thought you was gonna say codependent no what this is the word aggressive? when when you oh god help me just English tell me language. what you're trying to say when you're when you don't conform to like typical things not a non when when people oh, I fuck I it i can't think of like the a word. sexual in a sexual way no just people that aren't they don't do like basic they don't conform to normal things what is god this word is going to come to me at like three in the morning I and no i idea what you're talking it. Whatever. About. there are so many gay couples that are just more open and like honest and willing to to converse about different things that mm -hmm. aren't usual or typical in in other relationships okay like, there are so many guys that date and flirt together yeah. or and, and it's not to say that there's anything wrong with just having a traditional monogamous me and your relationship yeah. there's plenty of that too but what i'm saying is i've seen so many examples of several kinds of relationships yeah. within this community that seem to work for the people in them that there should there's no reason that a nigga is getting nudes or sending nudes or whatever and it stops at that which you claim to be okay with right. and he can't just say that to you. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? There's no reason that they, like if I'm displaying the the willingness to be okay right. with you having a dick and ass or whatever the fuck on the internet and other people seeing it and whatnot, I don't understand why I have to be questioning anything. Right. A lot of people are in these, you know, quote unquote atypical relationships where they just do things outside of what people would normally do like as far as nudes 
moods and that sort of thing is concerned or threesomes or opening up the relationship. Like I know of a few different gay couples where oh, it's just open Couple, yes. and and the whole thing is the honesty. Again, it all comes back to honesty. Exactly. A nigga who is lying to you about what he's doing or lying by omission by not telling you in the first place is keeping fucking secrets. And yeah. so it's not, I cannot trust you if I know that you are not being for right with me. So I think you know what you have to do, but you know, you can always have the conversation and see where it goes from there. Yeah. I mean, giving the planning futures and all that shit, giving right. the conversation a shot definitely could be worth it. I know you don't want to let go of him. I know you don't, but what's the my point nigga. in holding on to a nigga that's going to, you know what? This is actually part of my read. So let me not. All right. There you go. So, okay. Last question comes from uh, Rhonda who says, solid name great name <laughs> the subject says is it inappropriate for my boss to listen to my podcast <laughs> so she says <laughs> the subject line says it all keep in mind that number one i don't mention my job or anything that could negatively impact the company on my podcast i'm very private i don't discuss personal anything with co-workers he only found out about it because a co-worker mentioned it while he was in the room oh, i would want to kill them okay my co-worker didn't mention the name of the show so my boss must must have searched for it i'm sure she did. must be doing it under her real name Oof, girl Yikes. it's about a tv show but my guests and i interject life stories that relate to the episode i feel uncomfortable with my boss hearing personal details about my life i also do not like my boss no. he's incompetent and generally bad at his job mm. he works on personal projects at work and fails to advocate for our team at our massive company his own boss has even acknowledged his lack of work ethic We've also never had any discussion about my personal life beyond hobbies. And even then, I think I lied and said that my hobby was crafting or some shit. <laughs> the bottom line is that we're not friendly. <laughs> Bitch, I'm not friendly. <laughs> he unexpectedly announced at our team meeting that he listened to every episode of my show and loved it. Oh, my God. I'm recording the next season. And he said he's eagerly awaiting new episodes. Why do we need to talk about that at work? Why does that need to be said? I know by releasing the podcast onto the Internet, I basically opened myself up to anyone hearing. But what is his response? Responsibility in this. I think the fact that he's my superior makes it different from my coworkers listening. Or do you think I'm just being sensitive because I don't like him? <laughs> what did you do when people at your day job found out about your podcast? I hope this made sense. Thanks, Rhonda. Well, she doesn't say what her day job is, but no, you she's very a, careful to not talk about her job. Right. You had a job, though, and I remember you going through this exact same thing and thinking to myself, well, at least it's a place where I can't imagine that they would give a fuck about you having a yeah. podcast where you cussing and shit. Yeah, no, like, I worked just, at MTV, so it was fine for me to be a heathen. <laughs> right. It was just more like, I didn't want to be recognized at work. Exactly. I just want to work. And that's know? what it sounds like. It doesn't even sound like you're on there, you know, talking about deep throating or whatever. I'm like, hell, maybe you do. But like, I completely <laughs> understand just not wanting your boss or coworkers, especially ones that you don't, don't care like, for. Right. Here in your personal business, like, doing this podcast for so long there's so many and I don't care and I'm sure you feel the same way so it's not that big of <laughs> right. a deal but I forget how many personal stories from my actual life things I've talked about my family yeah. and things that we've discussed on here through the length of it and it's I mean because it's been years it's been so long but also we're just talking to somebody that we know personally right. so it's 
a room where it's just the two of us in it and it, it, it's just not that big of a deal. Right. But then sometimes someone that I don't know will talk about something that we talked about on here and I'll be like, oh, I forgot that you know my business. Right. So I completely understand <laughs> having... Like, That's so real. <laughs> I completely have understand having a nine to five where your superior that you already can't stand yeah. knows your business and you have to then think, oh God, what the fuck did I talk about here? And oh, you know this now and that now. Uh, whatever and that just being annoying and yeah. something that you're not trying and um i mean i guess you can't really stop him from listening to it uh and it's <laughs> the good yeah. with the bad is that he likes it <laughs> yeah i have a feeling he doesn't know that you don't like him which means you're doing a great job at pretending at yeah, work and you should be proud it. of yourself yeah. because he, it wasn't like he heard about this podcast and was like, I'd be goddamn if I listen to this bitch show. He like pulled it up on the app immediately. And he's, and he's ready for more. And so, and so I do think you're being sensitive because you don't like him. I yeah. don't think is, there's any real difference between your supervisor and your coworkers listening to your podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just more like this person you don't like is listening to it and talking to you about it. I was I was just about to be like, I tell now my friends he got more reasons to have a conversation with me. <laughs> yes. He don't want to talk about everything. Thing I right. just talked about. I'm like, oh my god! I get it. I want this motherfucker away from my desk, and he gonna start slacking me about this fucking show. I get it. I, <laughs> I do totally too. Get it. I tell my friends all the time. Okay, if you listen to the re, but like, <laughs> please, I just don't. It's but anyway. I told my anyway. parents like yesterday. Like, I don't know who Kafiri is. I wish that you would stop talking. I don't. About I've him. literally like, never heard of the read. I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, all I want for Christmas is to never hear that nigga's <laughs> name. <laughs> So trust yeah. that we get it. Yeah, um, we get it. But um, I guess if anything, you can rest on the fact that he can't he can't treat you differently based on anything he hears on there. Yeah. I mean, as long as, yeah, you're not right. bad mouthing him or the company. Which you're very careful. You shit. You were careful in this email. Right. So I know you careful on your show. I know that. I mean, if anything, I would definitely rest on the fact that like, well, I could say fuck white people all I want on this show. You can't like, yeah. what are you, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I understand it not being as simple as like, oh, well, what is he going to, you just don't want that motherfucker yeah. talking to you and right. you don't want him listening to something that you're doing recreationally for fun on the side. Yeah. I could. I just, I get it. Like, I have enough of you yeah. when, I, when I'm at work. Mm -hmm. I don't want you involved in something I'm doing off the side for myself right. as well. I get it. It would have been so weird for me if any of my execs, because I was an executive assistant and I had four bosses. Which was so crazy. Crazy how much them people worked me. But anyway, this is another thing for another day. <laughs> I loved all four of my bosses. But if they were listening to the read, that would have been so uncomfortable for me. Like, I would want to die. I do not want... And even when they finally did... So when people at work found out, it was because the black people at work <laughs> found of out, of course. Yeah. And so one day, one of the Chelsea's nosy ass was like, I just want to say, I saw your tweet and uh, I know about your show and all this. And I was just like, great. Right. That, okay, that's so fun. But like, they kept it to like the four black people on my floor and those are still my niggas we need to hang out soon but anyway <laughs> they kept my shit a secret until Beyonce posted me on the Facebook oh yeah then it's and like, then and all bets are off because I was at work when I saw it right. so I literally screamed thank god it was like 6 30 but yeah. I literally started to scream so anyway if if it had been like my boss had discovered it and started listening and then talking to me about it that would have been so fucking uncomfortable and you liked it 
But I right, and I liked them. So, so so from somebody who gets on your nerves, I know I can only imagine how fucking irritating this is. But I would you tell them to stop talking to you about it? I would, yeah, honestly, I would draw the boundary of like the podcast has nothing to do with my work, so I don't want to discuss it at work. Because what I don't want you to do is switch up the way you do your podcast and stop talking about your life or whatever. Yeah, because, no, fuck that. Right, don't, don't switch up what you're doing. Tell them, you know, it's fine for you to listen to it, but I'd like to keep work and my personal life separate, so I would rather not talk about it at work. Nobody should have a problem with that. anything wrong with you saying, like, thanks, guys. It just makes me a little uncomfortable talking yeah, about it at work. Yeah, straight like, like that. I just want to work and just be regular here. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about my podcast. Thanks for listening to it. I'm glad you guys like it. Which is and what I had to say that. to them niggas I'm like, like, thank you, but I do not want to discuss this. This makes work. me feel a little weird. You know, Sorry. we're all we're all working, you know, seventeen hour days because the VMAs are coming up. So let's just. And I'm not saying it makes you feel let's weird. Let's just focus like, on the cinnamon girl. I'm just giving you your, you know, lighthearted white excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At your core, you could be like, "Bitch, I don't want you listening right. to the show, motherfucker," because I don't like the you. whole goddamn company. You suck at your job. <laughs> you shouldn't even be here, bitch. Like, this is your nice, work friendly. Yes. Nobody can get mad at that response. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because you can't stop them from listening, but you can stop them from talking to you about it. Yeah, for sure. So, especially at work. Especially at work. You shouldn't even be talking about it. About <laughs> but you know, at least he does like. Your show. At least he likes it. That's good. I think it's better than him not yeah. liking it. <laughs> so, so whatever. But fuck him. All right. That wraps up the questions for this week. Send yours to gmail.com We will be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. <laughs> But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so we're here to wrap up things with the read. It is. You can go. Okay, well, I just have two very quick things and then I'm going to get out of here because it is so late once again. Um, First of all, I really need everybody who is primarily attracted to men to start actually holding them niggas accountable for their actions. Ouch. Really? That's why I'm not pointing out women in particular because it's literally all of you who (laughs) cannot help your attraction to cisgender men. Again, also not omitting the gaze from this. Shouldn't. Everybody who dates niggas, please start holding those motherfuckers accountable for what they do. Now, I say this because recently um, there has been some drama with Cardi and Offset and whether that nigga was dumb enough to cheat on her again (laughs) or dumb enough to jump in the DMs. 
of some bitch that Cardi is getting sued by. That right. mama is in litigation over And right so now. I don't actually doubt that he was hacked because not us. even Offset is that fucking stupid. I would like, I would hope. Not even Offset. And when Cardi was, did that first video and she was like, we all know he done did some stupid shit, but like, niggas is not dumb. He's not that dumb. I really don't think so. I would, okay. However, however, <laughs> it is a a repeating pattern that instead of holding these men accountable, y'all go after the girls or the, you know, the mistresses or whatever, whether they knew about you or not. It is just entirely too often that the women get criticized and punished and dragged and, Mm -hmm. you know, fought actually like you roll by this bitch's house. Like you want to fight her and all this. And yet that nigga is at home watching your Netflix (laughs) Drinking your baby's juice while you go fight a girl who had no obligation to you or your relationship. Here's your plate, babe. I'm about to go beat that hoe's ass. Let me know if you need some juice. (laughs) It boggles my fucking mind that y'all, so many of y'all, would rather confront the other woman than hold that man accountable for what he did to you. A lot of the men are very good at manipulating y'all and you just don't even... Sis, sis, here's the thing. You're so mad at this girl, whether she knew about you or not. And I say this as somebody who has never slept with a married person or a person in a relationship. I hope not. And I have never cheated on anybody in any relationship I've ever been in. And still, I cannot understand why y'all are more focused on the girl he fucked like she's not interchangeable. That girl could be any fucking body. It's the nigga who's disrespecting you. So if you want things to end, going after her is stupid. Because, yeah, he might block her on Instagram and she don't call or text no more. He might really end things with her. But there can always be another her. You're not attacking the problem when you go after the the woman. Like (laughs) She isn't the issue. The nigga is the one who's lying and cheating, bitch. Please focus on the real problem. Which is why even after you were stepping out of the courthouse and all of that shit simmered down, motherfuckers were sitting back waiting for it to happen again. (laughs) I just... It's not her, it'll be somebody else. I'm not saying you need to break up with your man because I understand most of y'all would probably not have niggas if you really broke up with them every, day, <laughs> with every, every time they one. cheated on you. <laughs> right. I get that. And it's, it, is, it is well within your right to want to work things out or whatever the Especially fuck if else. You have kids. I'm not saying that cheating should be everybody's deal breaker. I'm saying you should go after the actual issue in the relationship instead of the thing that could constantly rotate. I feel like if men, more of y'all did that, then the cheating would probably cease. I mean, either maybe that. Maybe even for you individually, <laughs> or you would maybe realize, oh, hey, it's actually you that's the issue. Right. And all these other people. So maybe I need to leave you for what's You fighting every bitch that's in his phone like he didn't text them. <laughs> Sis, goddamn, please. Just please. Okay. Of course. Why would I ever stop cheating on you if every time I cheat on you, you just you go somebody fight else? <laughs> like, well, I'm at the house chilling and you go fight her. Well, you why would I stop? get the police called on you. I get n- nothing bad. You get citations and tickets and uh, two nights in jail. You are, no are the dumb bitch going live on Instagram. You. So you yell at me and I don't have to change the baby's pampers tonight because you took them to your mama's house. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, you got me, girl. And I get to come right back in a day or two and lie to you all over again. You can, and you can accept that if you want to, but accept that that nigga is the issue, not whoever he's cheating on you with. 
please. Thank you. And also, this Lizzo situation. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> if you don't know, I don't know how you don't know if you are on the internet at all. But <laughs> Lizzo wore like a oversized t-shirt dress to a Lakers game because they were playing Minnesota and um, the entire ass is cut out she had on like a black thong and so a lot of people had something to say about it people yeah. felt like it was inappropriate for the venue people felt like it was inappropriate because children were present people felt mm -hmm. like it was inappropriate because why would you put your ass on a seat in a in a basketball arena that's the first thing I thought and people thought it was inappropriate because they don't like to see anybody bigger than a size eight in anything that shows their skin. So I just want to say about all of this that two things can be true at the same time. And it can be true that you felt like Lizzo's outfit was too much for a basketball game. And also that a lot of the vitriol she is getting is because y'all are mad that she claims being fat, loves being fat, calls herself fine, and has the audacity to not give a shit what y'all think about her body. A lot of it is also that. Like, those can be the same. But when you say shit like, well, that is just so inappropriate because children are present, I know that it's not about kids. It's about her body because every single last cheerleader is showing more skin than Lizzo is. Every single cheerleader at every sporting event is showing more of their body in crop tops and short ass shorts and all like they're showing way more skin than Lizzo was. So it is not about children seeing nudity. And even if it was, you know what? You have to explain to your fucking kids that people have bodies and that is an ass. Like regardless, I know that that's not it. I know that your real issue when you make it about something else is about the fact that you didn't want to see a proud fat bitch wearing something that you felt was inappropriate for her. Now, you can say, like I said, because the idea that an assless T-shirt dress is inappropriate for a basketball game is one that I subscribe to. Did not see the point in that at all. But that's because, like, sis, I just don't understand an assless T-shirt at a game. Like, for me, that's a club outfit or a birthday party outfit or something like that. Not a I'm going to be on, you know, TV outfit. But to each their fucking own, I just want you niggas to know that I see through the dumb shit when it comes to the rest of it. I understood a lot of the like, why here also? Yeah, I don't I, I don't get it at a game, but but <laughs> even when she has just been up like at home or in her hotel room or whatever and just posting like her butt yeah. or she's on the couch or something, there are all y'all do it on her Instagram comments. comments. And, and like that's why it's done because it's not anything that's wildly different than stuff a lot of other women and men mm -hmm. do on Instagram. It's so true. But because it's the body that you feel shouldn't have the audacity mm -hmm. to be butt naked or a body on you're not attracted to, to. right? Then <laughs> it's like an issue. Like I just don't. I don't. But you're not it. the world. It's not that big a deal. Just right. No pun intended. But it's, like, <laughs> it's just I don't. I mean, I, I was definitely know. like, sis, I don't get it. But, you know, I'm I'm not out here pretending like I was worried about children being scarred by Lizzo's ass either. Because children see asses every fucking day, especially in Los Angeles. You mean to tell me they've never seen anybody in a bikini? Like, please. You were mad because she's big. Accept it. Not everybody, but a lot of y'all. And that's it. Okay. So, for me, two quick things. One, um... Hmm. I barely even thought about how I want to talk about this because every time I think about it, 
like I keep quickly trying to shut it out of my brain. Oh God. That is what I have done every time I hear this name for the longest. George Zimmerman. So really this is mostly about when I heard that um, George Zimmerman was filing a lawsuit against Trayvon Martin's family and maybe attorneys or something like that over whatever fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, I went into that place that I go to when I hear his name or when I hear other kind of news that just reminds me about how fucking shitty it is to exist as a black person on this planet and how nobody gives a fuck and people are permitted to just trample all over us with no consequence with glee. Ooh, you know what I'm shit. saying? With yeah. Thanksgiving in their hearts. Right. Um, so I just went to this like incredibly angry, frustrated place, mind blown, all of that stuff. And after maybe 20 minutes of swearing to myself out loud at home. <laughs> right. I said, you know what? I'm not surprised by this. Because this is, we're talking about a very, very miserable person who has always been miserable. You were miserable long before we knew who you were. Right. We know who you are because of your misery. Yep. For your because of your disgust with yourself, because of how little you know you are worth. You know what I'm saying? You are aware <sighs> that you're garbage and you've felt that way about yourself before you saw Trayvon Martin and mm-hmm. decided to take his life and that's what led it to that place. So the little young black boy that I feel like I can, you know, overpower yeah. or whatnot. Nobody's going to miss him. Nobody's going to fight for that type of person. Nobody gives a fuck about black kids and black lives and things like that, mm-hmm. which is a fact that we have had to turn into a whole last movement. Yep, yeah, it is. But this situation now is just a reminder that you are a, a real pathetic, miserable, minute, insignificant waste of skin and bone and whatever else God put into you or the devil. But I just, I know that motherfuckers like him like to pop up when their misery, like really pushes them into a corner. They like to pop up and reach roll us to sort of try to grab hold of the steering wheel again Mm -hmm. and feel some semblance of control over the trash that their life has always been. And um, the funny thing is I say that often about police officers, which we know you desperately wanted to. Yeah. Um, But I've found that, you know, it's often the same thing. There's this power that's, unstoppable undisputable when it comes to um being a cop because you can just put a bullet in in anybody's fucking head you can slam a fucking yep young a black child to the ground at a pool party and things like that and no one bats an eyelash so Mm -hmm. (laughs) when i feel like garbage or miserable and i want to take it out on the rest of the world why wouldn't i um but anyway I'd like to say that I'd like to say I believe there that any judge, jury, court in this country would look at a case like this 
or mm. a suit or whatever and just open mouth laugh <laughs> at the absurdity of it. Mm. I mean, you murdered a child. You took this family's child away from them. You got away with it. Yep. And then you gloated about it. You trolled them after getting away with it. You had a, the time of your life. To, the, to a point where even people who ain't give a fuck about Trayvon Martin on that side of things were like, whoa, like, are you yeah. like, chill out. So I would like to say that anybody worth anything in a degree would wow. look at what the fuck you, you trying to talk about right now and laugh at you and send your ass back to your miserable existence. But <sighs> this is America and I'm not holding my breath. But what I'm not going to do is lose any more sleep over your ridiculous fucking great nut faced Neanderthal ass fuckery. I'm not going to go to that place again. It almost reminds me and I'm not I don't intend to really um compare this person to a murderer but it almost reminds me of when rachel dalzal came out with that netflix thing (laughs) i did not see that only because it's like okay we discussed how disrespectful and ridiculous you are Mm -hmm. and we moved on and it's almost like you had to retreat back into your misery and confusion and it was too much so you had to come back out with something else. And then there was a book. And then you you doing uh, hair braiding seminars on Eventbrite and right. whatever the fuck. Up. Even your own kids told you on that Netflix shit, like, we tired. Like, I don't even <laughs> want to see this shit. <laughs> but it keeps on and it keeps on and it keeps on and it keeps on because you are miserable at your core. That don't got nothing to do with us. I don't got nothing to do with that Trayvon Martin. That's nothing to do with his family. That's because you are a miserable person at your core yeah. and you will likely die that way. And I know for George Zimmerman specifically, there ain't nothing but fire and brimstone on the other end of that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just rest my understanding on that and try to make peace with that as well as extend um, continued love to the family of Trayvon and anybody else who's agitated by this fucking dumpster of a human being. When I first read the story, I actually had to like immediately put it out of my mind. That's what I'm telling you. Because the intensity of how fucked up it is and the fact that we live in a country where this sort of shit is allowed, like it just blows my mind. Especially considering I think he made a lot of money. Like, he made a lot of money off of murdering this boy. How you suing us? You it just made murder look like He sold a the gun. He sold the gun. You know, like, you could not have had a better outcome. Yeah. You, you know really how many motherfuckers have. are on death row right now? Like, how did he do it? Mm-hmm. Bitch, please. They didn't do. <laughs> so, goddamn. I wanted to extend another fuck you yes. to that one, and to also say, I know I'm not the only person who just goes into that place of rage that can't really be placed anywhere without right. us going to jail. Right. When you read these kinds of things, yeah. But like, my nigga, you're miserable. Like you, you are literally a horrible person. You don't give a fuck about yourself. And you know, you're going to try that. Like, 
you get away getting away with killing that young man is literally the best fucking thing that ever happened to right. you. Right. And here you are trying to continue to capitalize off of it. Right. And we're not like, I'm not even going this to This is give... nothing but to hurt the the family. This is just to hurt the family. Which you've already done. You already took their son. In the worst way you could. I hate this. I like, I, <laughs> I can't. The fact that nobody has killed you yet. Come on, I was just about to say, the things I want to say about him would have the Secret Service <laughs> knocking on my door like, we just want to. the Secret Service Not do? the Secret Service, the FBI. Oh, <laughs> Like, we just want to talk. Anyway, that was that. The second one is, uh, I'm going to be passing my read. Pass the read like we used to. Bit more lighthearted, because I felt like we should. And it's, um, you don't say if I should say your name or not. I'm going to call you Killer. Oh, God. Okay. Um, You know why, because your name is short. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) So, it says... This overdue, passionate read is sharply directed at the love fumbler that is my cell phone. And it's built-in autocorrect. Fuck you. You see, the problem with us Africans using Western-designed mobile devices that come fresh out the box, stored with a plethora of names that don't include our rare, rich, meaningful ones, is that when you type one in, it saves it. So that next time we begin venturing into our letter into letter combinations unknown to the Western world, autocorrect will say, hey, remember last time you wrote this? Is this a word you're about to use? I think that it is. To which my grateful South African ass, oh, shout out to you again, South Africa, all up in the read this week. You know, my series voice or accent is South African because I found it to be the prettiest of the options. <laughs> I don't, that was pointless. I love it. To which... My grateful South African ass will respond with, ah, yes, thank you, white man, and tap my newly stored suggestion. This key energy conserving feature can be a lifesaver, but autocorrect, goddammit, bitch, you really need to know your place. You're in my pocket or my hands or plugged into my nearby charger for the vast majority of all of my days. I use you to go places, to order food, to make notes, to contact people, and to scroll through articles and social media apps. We do a lot together, and I only mention this to say that you should know me by now. More specifically, you should know when to hide that I've been acutely stalking one of my many, because you and I both know that there are many, crushes by removing their name from your database the minute my stalking concludes. You left me hanging dead in the air when my crush gave me his number and began typing his extremely rare African name into my phone for what he believed to be the first time. But you and I both know that you already knew the name and you had learned it when I casually tried to stalk him on Instagram. Now you tell me, what the hell do I say to a patient, inquisitive face, looking up at me asking how my phone already already knows his name after him only typing three letters? Oh my God. What do I say? He still wants an answer phone and he's 15 seconds away from calling me sus. What believable lie did you fully trust my awkward self to be able to swiftly conjure up in an attempt to hide my crusher tendencies? You flopped big time on this one. I refuse to take any kind of responsibility whatsoever. (laughs) I was literally about to ask. You fumbled my chance at love. Because now I look like a weirdo. Oh, yeah, it's the phone's fault. Hey, little stank ass phone. Did they tell you that I'm dead? Yes, I've died. Right then and there, I died. The autopsy revealed that my cause of death is the embarrassment that you put me through. I'm currently typing from my coffin. Whoa. 
So that oh, signs kill a cam. Cam, you did this to yourself, but I love the energy. <laughs> this was so funny. Because like, I kept thinking, where's this going? <laughs> And I just, I don't even know how you got somebody's phone number from Instagram. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how the phone number is being connected. I mean, this could be, maybe that it's somebody that she goes to school with or works near. It's probably somebody that is in your vicinity somehow. Oh, your network. Yeah. Oh, and people have um, it's probably not somebody Instagram she knows connected to Facebook. From, ne- from right, okay. Maybe somebody that she really knows from her real life or has seen around. Does it have a setting a where like friends can see your phone number? I don't think so anymore. I don't know. If you if if you have someone's number in your phone, then you can likely find their Instagram if they've connected right. the two. Okay, gotcha. But you. I don't think the reverse is true. However, this could be somebody that's a friend of a friend, maybe somebody that you know who is a friend of yours. This could be somebody right. that you've seen on somebody else's page the that privacy was privacy controls wasn't whatever. where they needed to be, and that and was And every that. now and then when you're feeling a little hot and heavy, you go and see what they're up to <laughs> and tippy tip tip tap. And then one day, you finesse that nigga into giving you the number. And I've done that before. Saw his whole ass name up on there. I mean, I fully be on Crush's pages, but I've never handed my phone to a crush and been like, here, put your number in it. I used to text Brittany Garner. I know that. Oh, okay. I was about to say, did I tell you or was yeah. I ashamed? <laughs> Listen, it just happened. But anyway, that was a long time ago. She yeah. got kids and a wife and all that. Mm, but anyway, it was just. Um, yeah, Cam, this, <laughs> I love that you're blaming the phone here, but you, f- you fully did this and you know that. So, I mean, <laughs> how is it? I feel like the phone I was mean, even shady. said like <laughs> Africans versus Western technology, like you Dude. took it there. <laughs> Cause you know, the phone will fully be like, oh, oh girl. you talking about that nigga, right? Okay. Here, <laughs> but <laughs> it will, you, but you can turn all that off. Yeah, you can. You can turn you off can what shows turn. up in search results. You yeah. can, yep. Or you, you can just say, what's your number? And then put it into your phone. Yourself. Yeah. Or you could have deleted it before you gave him your phone. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't think about the fact that you already had his number. But, but anyway, way, I got a great... Yeah, this was so funny. This was a fantastic I will be finding video. that and, <laughs> and favoring it so I can read it again. Because no, I'll that just is, start next week. Oh, now. hey man, thank you so much because I have got to read that, that again. That was funny to me. Okay, yes. And that's it for The Read this week. It is. Check us out at thisistheread.com. That's our website. We are on social media at This Is The Read on like all the major platforms. I guess. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, ThreadUp. The holidays are busy enough, but ThreadUp makes it easy to get thrift store pricing with the convenience of online shopping. Instead of spending hours at the racks, you can shop millions of deals on your phone anywhere at any time, all up to 90% off estimated retail. So again, check them out. You get 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash read. Again, 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash read. It's a sustainable and more affordable way to get through the season. Hallelujah. Um, Kifiri, do we have any news this week? Um, yes, we do have news this week. Actually, I just quickly remember that Alex sent us news. <laughs> I thought you was ready. <laughs> so, first of all, I remember I told you guys about the toy drive that we're doing yet again here in the city. So think of this as a toy drive slash holiday party. It starts on Saturday, December 21st. 
from two to six. All of the info will be up on our Instagram and things like that. But um, just bring a toy. There's going to be DJing, music, and twerking, and dancing, and oh, all that kind okay. of stuff. So you bring a toy for admission. Basically, you nice. can also make a monetary donation if you'd rather do that and stuff like that. Um, and you can also go to shoptherie.com if you're not going to be in town, but you want to donate something. Um, so all the information and the link for the RCP, RCP and stuff like that is going to be on threelive.com as well as on the Instagram. So you can go there for more information. And then also we're going back to the Apollo in February for our seven year anniversary show. God, the show is fucking old. So old. <laughs> it would be like a full bad child running around and, and spilling juice and stuff like that by this point. Oh, ages ago, actually. Um, <laughs> So yeah, seven year anniversary show at the Apollo Saturday, Feb- February fifteenth, twenty twenty. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday at ten a.m. on Ticketmaster dot com and on TheReadLive.com. So tell a friend to tell a friend this Friday at ten if you want to come and see our seventh annual anniversary show. <laughs> seventh annual anniversary. I cannot believe we have been doing this shit for this long. It's, it's what just, the it fuck? Remember when five years sounded ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> Dog, what the hell? So but, here we are. Yes, yeah. we're back at the Apollo. So look out for tickets <sighs> for that. Which is just wild. Pretty so. much it. Yep, I think that's it for me as well. So, oh god, this is well over two hours. I hope you hoes are happy. See y'all next week. Bye, girls. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.